I'm gonna need more length. Fuck. <laughs> Don't story. we all need more length? <laughs> story of my life. General problem. <laughs> At least in my life. I don't know about you guys. It's almost better though, because if you've got a fucking small dick, you don't have to foreplay for half an hour to yeah. get a root. You better have a strong tongue game. I always hear the, are you in? And I'm like, you know, balls deep. <laughs> like, are you in yet? Like, uh, no. I'm like, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean in my hey, you, just, you have to have a well-placed thumb. Did, did you not come? <laughs> Wait, did you, did you not finish? <laughs> Tasting them gold medals, baby. Right? Well, we can already tell this is going to be a great episode. Yeah. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Insiders Podcast, presented by Monarch Heavy Hall, DSC Construction, and Extreme Recycling. Today, we're joined by Bilko Blake Williams. Thank you for coming on, Bilko. G'day. Stoked to be at the Media Pub and uh, just have a bit of a chin wag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see, I'll see how it's going from here. <laughs> All righty. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, but like a, a dog wags its tail when it sees another dog. You wag your chins. You have a chat. <laughs> We're going to learn some I, lingo tonight. I, yeah, I've got... <laughs> Oz you, 101. You have the craziest fucking terminology for shit. Is that just an Australian thing or is that like... Australians a are thing? one-liners we, too. We yeah, use but, a lot of like slang words, but we've also got... Oh, like slang words from the UK as well, like hit the frog and toad, hit the road. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we shorten everything. Like if an American wants to go to the bar and have a drink, like maybe we should go to a bar and I think maybe <laughs> get a beer. I'm like, let's go to the pub and get pissed. <laughs> straight up. One sentence, four words. Oh, you, know you, what, get... <laughs> you know what your mate wants to do? You want to go to the bar and drink. Yeah. Oh, so you like pubs. Well, yeah. this is the media pub. You know, yeah, there we go. You want a drink? Yes, please. <laughs> Bartender. <laughs> Hash boy. I just recently <laughs> learned uh, what Arvo means. Oh, yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I'll see you in the Arvo. Yeah. I, I had no idea. We do have some one confusing ones. Like, if you don't know the direct answer, you say, yeah, nah. And that's pretty much the <laughs> two like opposites. Yes, no. that's how you start the sentence of saying, yeah, nah, because you're not sure I of either that. one. And then you elaborate on that. But most people, when you say, yeah, yeah no, nah, maybe. they're like, which one is it? <laughs> yeah, like, that. yeah, nah, I was maybe thinking about it. but Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but maybe. Yeah, nah, left, right, same shit. So. Do I turn <laughs> Do I turn right? I'm going to go left, right here. <laughs> Take a left right here. Uh, what what is um, what's Harry Bank run on his helmet? What m- moot? Oh yeah, he's got moot on there. He's got everything. He's got a couple of rashes too. He's is that how you pronounce that? Is it moot? It's moot. Yeah, Americans can't say moot. It's moot. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Didn't you try to get that on a license plate? Yeah, it wouldn't like obviously they ban offensive words when you get personalized plates, and moot's not an American word, and it was barred. You have to use three O's, which is the same thing. But it's just not the so same. Essentially, I'm, a, I'm an adult now. I'm growing up. I wouldn't get that on my I, I don't think so. But what is the definition of moot? Moot is just another name for a vagina. Vertical <laughs> taco, whatever. Same shit. Show us your moot. Oh, oh, man. Maybe filter that bit out. <laughs> no, we're going to leave that. Yeah, no, that, that part's bad. good. Just wait. It'll get going. And yeah, if you drive like a, a big truck, it's diesel soot gets the moot. <laughs> the bumper sticker in Australia. Oh, shit. Yeah, in America, <laughs> it's cowboys butts drive me nuts. <laughs> They, I, fuck. They, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of times where I, I'm just have a blank look on my face because after you're what thinking. you say because I just don't really Gears know. Yeah, I've been dealing with that for 16 years. Why did you, why did you bring my name into it? You said you've been dealing yeah, with deal, it for deal, no, dealing, dealing. <laughs> no, um, yeah, like I know how people understand me. Like Nate Adams, I've known him for almost 17 years, and he still gets confused on the phone when I talk too fast. So. Yeah, you gotta slow it down. Like yeah. I said, we can. When I said go to the pub before, it's like four words, and he, he Aussie gets the idea. But an American, I say that with my accent, and they just, oh, hang on a sec, start again. Yeah. So I know who to slow it down for. Right. And 
But sometimes you just like to confuse people. You yeah. don't throw me off anymore. We spend a good amount of time together. Yeah, but you're you don't, it. like in the beginning, it, yeah, not but anymore. But if there's, a, if there's a group of Aussies and we're having a convo, oh God, oh, you're, fucked. you're like, oh, I can't keep up Is this, this Chinese? Shit. Can I get <laughs> subtitles? Like, yeah. Yeah, I was with uh, I was with the Aussies all this past week. And oh, I was this the base jumping shit? Yeah, yeah, I was so out of place. There were times where I literally just couldn't understand what the fuck was going on. Yeah, it's pretty much how it goes. But, <laughs> like, you literally have to talk slower here in America just because... I don't know, because we just shorten everything, slang words, yeah. and speak really fast. So. And I've For also sure. just came to the conclusion that um, that you guys are fucked. Like, well, oh, Yeah, no, you're all bent. Like, you like guys, screws are loose. Yeah, like, oh, yeah with all due respect in the coolest way. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> In the coolest way. A like, ca- couple of kangaroos short in the top paddock, for sure. Like, yeah. yeah, what, like, Jacko, Harry, Sheeny... Um, Sheeny's a bit more calculated. He's, she, more, he's yeah. more of a gentleman, actually. But yeah, 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 he is. He's uh, a little bit quiet, like yeah. not oh, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, nah. But he's, <laughs> a, he's, a, he's a savage on a bike. He's a, oh yeah, you guys all do fucking gnarly shit. Well, and these dudes all just rolled up to the, <laughs> you know, one of the gnarliest bridges in in, in the country. Idaho, the base jump deal. Yeah, yeah the you that's Idaho. like the mecca of base jumping in. I guess this is the first time that they actually took like a legit class to like get I don't taught think any how to do it. Base jump before like that's just Jacko said he had like in. ten or fifteen. He probably but did that. His first his one there, he gainered or front flipped, didn't he? Yeah, like his first one at that site, he just starts flipping. Well, and I just picture how <laughs> how long it takes to walk back to the top. So first jump, you got to send it. Yeah, and um, from my understanding, <laughs> sink or swim, he taught himself how to base jump i'm not positive but i'm pretty sure nobody taught him from he, what he's i heard taught himself a lot of shit like explosives but you've seen his legs uh like yeah we saw that go but acdc still lives on on his leg yeah like it's a bit spread out now and his x games <laughs> medals were over the shop but you know you learn from your mistakes that was a bit of a costly one but yeah he's he's real smart he's real switched on so yeah except when he bought a 50 dollar tattoo gun off ebay and tried to tattoo all of us <laughs> it was it was a bit of a mess. A $50 what? T- a tattoo gun off eBay. And um, yeah, it was Just New doing Year's, it himself? Yeah, it was New Year's Eve and we were all fucked up and he had a tattoo on his leg that said, I'd do. I'm like, what's that meant to say? He said, it's going to say, I'd do anything but fuck a dude. I just haven't finished it yet. <laughs> 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 then he proceeded to tattoo us all and he had needles and ink and shit everywhere. And it was so you, you do have a low-key tattoo somewhere? Oh, I've got one on the lip. That's about it. It says <laughs> LTD. Loves the dick. I mean, li- living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> I heard them had to wear off, but I mean, would you put a bumper sticker on a Bentley? Yes. Yes, I would. I have a coffee tattoo on my thigh. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, you're different to me. I got three white girl tattoos. I got a lightning bolt on my ankle. What do you expect? Prove it. (laughs) It's on the other side. I'll show you later. You got a tramp stamp? I got a palm tree on the inner part. But anyway, (laughs) back to Jacko. He's he's really, really smart, really switched on. So when he learned how to base jump himself i guarantee you he studied it hard he just seems yeah. a little rough around the edges but he gets the job done and he's yeah he knows what he's doing just doesn't appear that right. way yeah, yeah yeah well i mean he yeah they they seem like they knew what they were doing it was just uh for like i said from my understanding they weren't taught by anybody or at least harry kind of taught himself or uh jacko taught himself harry might have too um, but I mean, fuck, they were throwing gainers and Jacko ended up doing a double gainer before we left. Like they are fucking insane. It's, and it's a totally different ballpark. So we all ride freestyle and you can roll a dice a bit and you're only going to fall from 75 foot. But right. if you're skydiving, sweet, whatever, base jumping, even lower to the ground, you, if you do a little bit of a flip and mess it up, like there's, yeah. there's only one outcome. There, there is a lot of things that can go wrong. Granted, I did learn it is safer than I thought. It is a deal where like. If you are packing your own shoe, 
you basically have to fuck it up for something Mine to go open. wrong. But yeah, I mean, there is it, the problem is is there's only one other thing that can happen besides it really going perfect is it going wrong. Yeah, and it going wrong means death. Yeah, like race jumping. Yeah, you don't have time to recover. Skydive, emergency shoot, whatever. Yeah, I did one, and the whole class the day before was about how to react in an emergency. Yeah, right. If everything goes right, I wouldn't say it's easy, easy but it's like sweet. But if your shoot fails or whatnot, and you've got to pull the emergency, release that one, and then pull your emergency. If you do it back to front, you open your emergency shoot, and you fucked one, and then you basically just have a good look at the ground before you hit it. Have you been (laughs) skydiving? I did one, and like they pretty much hold on you the whole time. Yeah, it's. It's not like a solo one. Like I said, you assisted, but yeah. it's pretty cool when you come in to land, but I can't really run because of my peg leg. So yeah. I lifted my legs up and like, it was like a duck on water. I just skidded on my ass. So it wasn't something that you wanted I, to... I'd like to do it again, but all it's going to take is one like coming in hot and then yeah. just trip over my own feet and just face plants. So. I mean, you might dislocate the ankle back into position though. That could work. I mean, it might turn it back into a left foot instead of a... Instead of a club foot, but, um, <laughs> looks like freaking uh, Mr. Deeds Blackfoot. <laughs> I've never seen someone walk on the sidewall of their foot. <laughs> oh yeah, it's peg leg. Yeah, shout out to Bilko. Supplied me with a fresh pair of Tech Tens. Calls me up one night. Hey, can you wear this pair of boots for me and break them in so that uh, when I wear them, I can like feel what's going on a little oh, bit. I wanted you to put like 20, 30 hours on the things, like come back, mud stained, dirty, just <laughs> clapped out. And then I just slide my boots into it with my seven-year-old booties that are all cut up. And, oh, they're all and, cut out. Those things are haggard. And the main point in that is to, uh, so that you can have feeling down there, right? Because yeah, you can't feel anything. Like the, the, Do you have feeling down there? Like which part are we talking? <laughs> oh, no, um, yeah, yeah, all yeah, the, the all the important parts. The ankle, yeah. No, I like the plastic sides on the Tech 10 booty. I just cut off the whole right side because my ankle, it's like got a 15 degree bend in it. And then my tib fib's got like a 12 degree bend in it. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty twisted from behind. So when you put it in a boot, it'll like, it puts pressure in the wrong spot. So when you cut the whole right side off the booty, it allows my ankle to, to sit to one side. Yeah. I did crash in them a couple of days ago, so we got to be making some progress. I've never even worn them, but I've probably crashed in them. So I think <laughs> when you crash in them, though, I think it adds like another five hours. Yeah, like if you go flipping, yeah, it breaks them any more. Cup. It's like running them over the car. Couple of cartwheels. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll, yeah, I've crashed in every set of boots I've had. So did you so, drop them from brand new, like a, like a helmet? <laughs> Uh, I'm not really into that. I'll, still, I'll do it. I'm a helmet. I don't yeah. do that either. He's the opposite. He said if he dropped, he dropped a helmet once and then almost died. So he did, right for you. Yeah, that first helmet. Yeah. So you don't drop him anymore. When I, I knocked myself out on the pit bike, that was the first helmet that I've ever done that whole fucking drop thing. Yeah. And then I go out and it dropped you completely. Blow my brains out in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I dropped one that had the old Troy Lee speed wing on it, and did it, you it, it broke that. <laughs> oh my god! I was god. devastated. You always break the fucking. Speedwing off. I know. Oh yeah. I mean, the last one was from a cartwheel, not dropping it for. Uh, it was an overextended yeah, knack knack, but who's counting? Knack knack. Knack knack oh, to mate. Superman. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Super knack. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So, uh, Mr. Bilko, what have you been up to in the uh, pandemic? Well, in, in, in the yeah, <laughs> in the pandemic, in the past couple years. I mean, you have. Um, I would say you have a pretty good legacy for yourself. You're kind of known as. Um, I mean, and again, with all due respect, in the coolest way possible, bit crazy. You're, you're a crazy cunt. <laughs> bit, bit out there. Yeah. You're probably yeah. one of the loosest ones out there. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was 
for like the first six or seven years I competed, I actually only rode for about three and a half because I was busted up all the time. <laughs> and it took me so long to realise when I came to America, I'm like, I have to do good to get sponsors and be able to stay here. And if I don't get on the podium, I'm screwed. So it was either podium or ambulance. And then right. I get hurt at the first event instead of getting like six and didn't ride for the rest of the year. And then I finally figured out that it's probably better to get, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, even tenth, and then be at the next one in a month. But right. Took a long time to learn that, but yeah, I definitely risked it for the biscuit back in the day and sent it and did a bunch of cool shit, but also got hurt a lot. And so now I just, I don't compete. I just do shows full time, but I mean, that's still a, a pretty busy gig. Like 2017, I did 52 shows for the year. No so shit. With Nitro tour? Every, like Nitro, like a couple of other Supercross shows, some just a, bunch, oh, so a, few, just a few other things, but like majority was Nitro, but I just like that, having the ability to do a show and no pressure to perform and yeah and like i don't want to risk my neck and do double flips i don't think i've got the talent to i've only done tried like two or three and they didn't go well but we saw yeah. how that went for jo too you yeah know I mean? but like for <laughs> our front flips all that i'm like nee, not not gonna happen i've done enough where i've risked it i'd rather just go and entertain and do shows and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and make my money that way right. so but it's good yeah i haven't competed at x games freestyle for like six years now but yeah i have no ambition to go back there but I mean, I could do a run. It's not going to be that good. I get last or second last, but yeah. I'm not. Don't want to push it that far. Been there, done that. So, did you grow up racing, or how? What led you into freestyle? It's kind of weird. I grew up uh, racing BMX uh, until I was 12, and my dad owed uh, someone of my dad money, and he gave him a Peewee 50, and it was old and clapped out, and I ended up jumping it and snapping the frame, <laughs> and it pulled the spark plug lead and the fuel line off in one go, and it caught fire underneath me. Holy so shit. that was my Peewee. You were born a daredevil. <laughs> that was my Peewee 50 done, but from like the BMX, I just loved the jump. So then when I yeah. started racing on my 65, I was like C-grade hack at the back of the pack but if there was like a big tabletop or a jump there's like hey, who's that triple digit two just sending that thing Ronnie <laughs> Max oh, and then I get to the next corner there's two ruts and like cartwheel or something but you shit in the corner but you hit the biggest jumps yeah. out there yeah so I mean after all that growing up I just did it like a lot of supercross on my 80 I just loved to jump and race some motocross and stuff and I raced a bunch of stuff on 80s I went to uh, the UK and did like the UK national championships and then went to New Zealand and raced their national championships but when I turned 16 you go senior yeah I, I was like the size of a 12 year old I just couldn't hang on to a 125 for half an hour I was getting absolutely smoked I had a cut down seat before I even did freestyle <laughs> no shit I couldn't reach the pegs but yeah, but jumping for me was just something that was so easy and natural and then just had some fun on some ramps. Still race Supercross in Oz, but it's like arena cross. There's only eight start gates. And if you make a final, you're doing pretty good. But I only made like two out of probably 20 goes over five years. So yeah. I knew I was never going to be a factory racer. So I just kind of focused on having a normal job and then just riding for fun. And then freestyle just turned into something like at the Supercross. I'd go do some tricks off the triple and get paid good and then the promoter had, like he was monster jam he'd turn that into a monster truck show the very next day so we'd right. stick around and get make good money for the weekend and then i'd go back to work all week and then did a flip one year later i was in x games and it kind of just went from there but i i think it's all my bmx background how i just learned how to jump so well and then bike control and well, yeah, with a racing background, you, you learn bike control. I've literally lost all my bike skills now. Like, if I go to the hills and stuff, I'm lucky to do a straight jump. But it's just, like, nine times out of ten when I ride all year, it's on a, a plastic run-up with a steel ramp and a wooden landing. And it sucks to say, like, if yeah. I see a rut now, I freak out. Right. I'm yeah. willing to admit it. Like, I can't even whip off a dirt jump if I tried unless I got no wheel With a carpet lip in Beaumont. Yeah. Like, they put the carpet on the lip, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like favoring the freestyle guys. But, yeah, like, I used to be able to do half decent, like, get around a track. And now I'm just like, nah, don't even bother. 
bother, mate. You've, you've, you haven't yeah. done that shit for that long. That it's just going to end end bad. I almost got you out to the track one day, but you weren't having it. I was going to say, that didn't happen. I, probably, I tried. I probably would have hit the vet track for like two and a half <laughs> laps. So I've tried, and then the whole time knowing him, I can't get him to go to the track. Yeah. Well, for a long time, I'd ride my freestyle bike at the track, and that sucks. you got the ape hangers and the cut-down seat. Yeah. yeah. It's just dog shit. But that's uncomfortable. If the vet track is like almost like Supercross, tabletop, it's tabletop, fun. berm, tabletop, and that's kind of fun. But yeah, like parlor, it's got some sandy section with like four ruts, and there's no way around the ruts. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, pull off, pull off. Yeah, that's me when I go to parlor. Right. Uh, yeah, if I if I kept riding motocross all these years when I wasn't like because I was traveling so much, if I kept up, I'd be able to ride around the track, but right. nothing fancy at all. Like no yep. speed, no scrubs, but had dirt bike skills. Now I've just got like plastic, wooden, steel skills. Right, right. So, what? How did you get connected with um, like Twitch and all the bigger guys when you were younger? Because again, you got a pretty decent start into it young. Well, it was pretty funny. It was O three and. Um, I was just riding mini bikes and that, and and actually that's the next year. But oh three they had the Krusty Tour in Oz, and that was like Motley Crue coming to town. It was yeah. just <laughs> two nights in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, just riots, people smashing shit like rock stars. Just a good time. Sh- yeah. Shit going mad. So me and my best mate Cam Sinks, we um, stood out the front and watched a couple of riders walk in and see what color wristbands they had. And then made fake wristbands and then went backstage of the show and like met Twitch and Deegan and Feist. That's funny. That's nuts. I'll send you a picture. You can put it up on the little thing and I'll look like I'm about 12. And then the next year they came back for the tour and then I was flipping a mini bike off the backside of the landing. No shit. Carved it out like it's like a six foot tabletop on the back of the landing. Hit a third gear on on an XR50. Flipped that. And then next year they came back and I was riding the show with them. So that, that was pretty funny. But. Yeah, that's kind of how it all started and how I met all them. And yeah, pretty much, yeah, that's what kicked it off. No shit. So when, how old were you at that point? I think it was like 20 or 19 when I, when we, when we snuck in, I was, I think I was like 18 maybe. So a young 18 year old Bilko. He looked 12. Yeah, yeah. Looking, looking 12. How, try to give us a little bit of, um, like a vision on what an 18 year old Bilko looked like where you just mm, fucking bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Like. Extremely premature. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> squeaky voice, even squeaky than now, but just, I was going to say, have you hit puberty yet? Yeah. Almost next week. <laughs> booked in. Um, yeah, I was just wide open. Like I just wanted to like, work, I'd work a job with my dad, then go like build 50 shit, then jump that, then ride my dirt bike the next day. Like it was just nonstop, like almost ADD, but yeah, I, like I said, I wasn't really, committed to dirt bikes because i didn't think i was good enough to ever make a career out of it mm-hmm. so i was pretty much just you know i'm gonna work nine to five that's cool whatever i did an apprenticeship and i was focused on it for a while but yeah you know, once i started doing flips and getting paid to travel i'm like oh, i'm gonna give this a go but yeah yeah it was just like a side hobby for me to ride but it was just kept doing it and kept doing it and then i flipped a mini bike then i flipped a big bike and it just yeah it just spiraled kind of out of control like the first year i did crusty tour i was still going to trade school during the week and no shit yeah it's pretty funny but yeah and then i just quit my job after that and you know eight months later i did my first x game so right i just didn't think it was gonna go that quick go, yeah go yeah. that quick i'm like yeah i'm gonna work whatever i'll just jump some dirt bikes on the weekend whatever and it's like oh, it just shit. takes off yeah like i think man me and my buddy cam flipped it was there's probably only 20 people in the world doing it. So it was, it was still fresh and new right. and it was like a big deal. That's how like, I would say it was easier back then to get into freestyle, but there was just such a select group of riders. And now like there's probably 20,000 kids all over the world that can flip 75 yeah. foot. So right. yeah, when I did it, I was like, it was 
just have that what feeling. Like, it was like life changing. Like, oh my God, what did I just do? I'm as a I bad was riding away. But then I was like, no, nah, turn around, do it again. And I did it four in a row because I didn't want to stop and like lose focus. But yeah, once you landed that, it was like, oh my God, what did I just do? Right. <laughs> so back then, things were just so much different. Like, I feel like everything was just way cooler back then. What, uh, you know, when you were young and you would go do these big competitions like X Games and X Fighters and all that shit. When you would go to the bars afterwards, were were chicks just flocking? Like, was it? Were you guys like rock nah, stars? Nah, the security like, was guard cool was too busy no? carding me because I didn't want to tell them to be there. <laughs> stuck at the door, and all the other boys are in there just getting smashed. And then that was like the first few years here. I didn't learn that I had to speak a bit slower and turn the slang down a bit. So yeah. I just see people like I'd have a conversation with them and look at them. They're like doing that slow nod with a bit of a smile, having like, no idea what the oh, fuck yeah, you're saying. Yeah, that's cool, but I have no fucking idea what you just said. Okay, <laughs> cheers, and then they just walk off. So yeah, it took me a long time to realize that, but. But the parties afterwards and whatnot back then were way cooler and more wild. I mean, I if, yeah, if we had like Snapchat, Instagram, social media. Oh, you media, guys all would have been shit, in so much I'd, trouble. I'd be in jail. So, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not saying I was like cool or gnarly or whatnot. I was kind of low key. But yeah, shit, some of the stuff that just was normal stuff that happening now, it's just on everyone's Snapchat and that, and it's just not a good look. Yeah. I, I do know yeah. you have a, a, whole, uh, vi- or a whole vault, though, of some good photos I mean, and videos I, i've got some good shit all that stuff there, you're downloading you still I mean, working on there, that there is oh that's yeah that's a lot of mini dv tapes before cameras had memory cards but there's like six mini 60 mini v, dv tapes and i've uploaded them all to my laptop and there's some pretty funny shit in there but yeah there's i mean there's not much in let's make it stuff. into a little movie i know an editor are you doing <laughs> i hash boy hanging out at the media pub Nah, he's useless. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <little> useless cunt. <laughs> Bilko tried asking him a question back there, and he looked like he had. It's like, who wants to be a millionaire? Hash boys. Like, <laughs> can I use a lifeline? Hash boys, the smile and nod guy. Yeah, no idea. What the, but he'll understand what you said and still fucking uh, yeah. give you no answer. He does that shit to me all the time. Good like, thanks. Get it together. Come on. But yeah, I mean, yeah, when we used to travel and that, it was like. It was pretty cool as a young kid, like early 20s, you'd travel somewhere and you're staying in a hotel in the city and you go to bars and, and like carry on and have a good time with all your mates. Like kind of took it for granted for a while because you just thought, oh, sweet. But then you look back now, like I got paid to travel and hang out with my mates and right. have a real good time. And like a lot of the time there's bar tabs and you didn't really spend much money and it was just open season kind right. of thing. So yeah, we, we had a lot of good times and I really appreciate it now looking back and yeah, traveling all over the world with riders from other countries riders from australia and you just don't think about that now that like you don't see them ever you see them once a year because they live you, everyone right. lives in different cities and states and countries so back then it was like just a boys weekend every weekend right <laughs> so back then what was the money like like were you making enough money that you were living comfortably just riding shows and doing i mean like stuff? my mom's like a full-time bookkeeper as a normal job so she's like a book nazi so gotcha. she literally just took everything and just made sure i did something sensible with it and pretty much just hit it from me which is the best thing ever but like show fees paid off pretty good yeah show fees back then were like four times what they are now like it was was nuts you'd make a lot of money with that i mean sponsorship was still still good it just had different stuff like i used to have bonuses for magazine pictures no shit if you're in trans world or something you got a bonus off your sponsor that's cool now it's like views or whatnot it's totally different yeah it's super different it changed but yeah before social media and i'm like with social media, you got to do everything every week, every day. Consistency, too. Where, like, back then, you got a deal, and pretty much when they had Jutor and X Games and X Fighters, like, 
you deal with just to do those. And at some point, like I only did X Games. So right. if you did good there and you're on TV doing well at X Games, like that's your contract for the next they, year because yeah. there was no social or anything. That was your performance, and that got you. That was your resume for the next year. That's so wild. So, yeah, it's it's like simpler full, times. Full 180 reverse from that now, but yeah, like X uh, Jew Tour was once a month, like five rounds. So. And then I didn't really get into X Fighters. I know I just never really got a start. The one time I did, I crashed the next day and broke my ankle. So that didn't really happen. But yeah, they, they were like one a month in Europe. There was five rounds of that. And they had really good start money. And so even if you didn't do that well in the contest, you'd still make good money. Yeah. And Red Bull took care of everyone really well. Like you, your mechanic, um, airfares and everything. If you got hurt, they'd like fly your home business and stuff. No shit. So that, yeah, those events were rad. And then obviously over the years, like they turned down a, like one event in Madrid and then the Jew Tour dropped off where Moto was only at two or three of them. And right. then X Games went from Home Depot to the Coliseum and then it went indoor at Staples Center. And yeah, freestyle was just like riding around in a circle doing 75 foot it's right kind of lost all that gnarliness and that but yeah like yeah back to what i was saying like contest they, they just kind of died off and off and there was less and less and less so it was um yeah the money was like it was just different there was a different way to earn it back then you get prize money bonuses and and do the contest now it's how do you promote yourself how do you make good content how do you right. make good videos you don't necessarily have to win a contest it, no you it almost helps. just have to be more entertaining than the next guy yeah and, oh, the, yeah. and this thing with social media it, it doesn't always represent what's actually happening no like, not at all you can show some good photos or get a good edit and if you're a really good writer but you got no idea how to put a song to a video then yep. your video is going to get dog shit views <laughs> yeah like, and then you look like you suck yeah like what am i doing wrong like that trick was sick but it's like no nah, scroll scroll well your scroll. song was shit right. yeah <laughs> Or you get the copyright deal. Oh God, that's it's blocked in freaking yeah. outside of the US. It's like oh, it's blocked in this many countries. And you yeah, like, like can three, you just you fucking like block six, it everywhere? Six fl- thumb flicks to read all the countries. Yeah. Like no, there's that many <laughs> countries in there. And honestly, <laughs> fuck. Um, so you went to X Games, and this is a super weird year for X Games, considering they let almost nobody come there. Um, oh, this year? This year at Axel's. Yeah, until I was um, Sheeny's like bitch. I wasn't even allowed to go. <laughs> I couldn't get a pass. And then, So that's how you got it. Yeah. Imagine that. They turned legends down. <sighs> right. You're going to be down at the top there, mate. <laughs> I know. Has, I'm just, has I'm just been, trying to hype. Has-beens, has-been. Hype man, hype um, man. But yeah, like, I was like, emailed about a pass. and like, no, we can't get any more. COVID rules, all this crap. And I'm like, shit, it's an hour down the road and I might not even be able to go watch. Right. But yeah, Sheeny, because it was so expensive to come from Oz with the flights and quarantine and all that COVID dog shit, like Sheeny didn't bring his mechanics. So yeah. he had a plus one. So he told me to wear a skirt and hold an umbrella for him. But I told him to fuck off. <laughs> I could have saw you doing it. But yeah, that's so that's how I went down there. It was it was just a weird event. Like I get the whole COVID being an international event, the rules were stricter. Yeah. But um just the whole course was gnarly. Like it it used to be like that at Home Depot and, and um Coliseum. It was big and it was challenging, but when it's like that, you need a couple of days to learn it. Like, you need to jump everything, go home, figure out which ramp spins the fastest or slowest. Like, Elderberg and Jacko were front flipping those ramps that were kind of had a downhill landing because yep. they had a bit further to go. Like, you need to go home, process that, and then think about a run that you might do. And then the next day in practice, go out and try that out with your mechanic having a stopwatch to see right. how much you can fit in. Then come back the next day. Then you qualify. Then you go home and you can gauge what other riders are doing. And then you go and compete. Like you, it's like they just said, do the gnarly shit One you day, can with no practice. Minutes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like don't be comfortable with anything. It's already fucking gnarly what you're doing, and the creeks are fucking tra- crazy. But do it. We'll make it harder for you. Like right. no practice. One so, thing. Or go ahead. Yeah. No, you go. No, no, uh, you. I'll go. <laughs> no, no, you go. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. I'm yeah. talking. <laughs> 
Now, um, one thing that I was curious about, remember we were talking about, even with J.O., how the, the Australian ramps and the U.S. ramps are a little different? Is there a reason for that? Uh, shit, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but, like, Americans, they were the first one to build a freestyle ramp, and so it was like, yeah, we're fucking awesome. We build it. That's the way it should be. But right. their ramps go, like, flat, a radius, and then a flat. So there's three things that can be inconsistent with every single ramp. And an Australian ramp and Europeans, it's just one roll bit of steel with a nine meter radius. So no matter where you put it, 2.6 meters at the end, seven meters or something long, the radius does not change. Yeah, but right. the American ones with the flat, you cut it here, you cut it there. It brings in two different variables that are right. just completely different the whole time. And then for about 10 years, they jack them up about 12 inches a foot. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why don't you just build it taller? Like, right. <laughs> that'd be the smart thing to do. But yeah, everything's different. The super kicker, the degrees different. The quarter right? pipes, like how steep they are and everything. And, and back then it wasn't that bad, like jumping 75 and that. Like they might pop you a bit higher or lower. But when you're going down to do double flips and you've got to be so precise on how you're spinning that, like you need to hit different ramps and right. figure out how it does it so it's yeah. got to be a different feel oh for sure like you can spin fast you can spin slow mm -hmm. it's just but you need time to figure that out and yeah with all the changes and obviously most of the time you're on a borrowed bike when you travel so right. all that shit changes. <laughs> well, if you eat shit it's not your bike <laughs> well the fir first time i ever came to a or second time to america to do a contest it was denver due to it and i had no fucking idea about elevation like the highest place Ooh. i've ever been in australia was airs rock but i've actually never been there like it's not <laughs> it's like what 500 feet above sea level so i got to denver and went to, went, went to the shop bought a brand new 250f and put all my shit on it rode out and practice and like, this thing's running like shit oh, fuck it, I'll do a flip just to get it out the way, and the thing just bogged on the ramp. <laughs> I land on the front fender pretty much. No and just shit. End and they're like, yeah. Was that the 08 Honda 250? Uh, that, was, that was 06. And uh. they're like, yeah, that'll run slow. You're at like 7,000 foot elevation. I'm like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's that, man? Like, you're pretty yeah. much on an XR 150 Doesn't the right carburetor now. just Jeez. adapt? <laughs> no, it, it bogs like a motherfucker. That'll Honda bog on those. Fuel injection. Oh, they were bad already. Oh, yeah, Even at sea level. Fucking terrible. It was like roll the dice. You do like 20 flips in a row and it wouldn't bog, and the next one you do it, you just bonga off the uh, ramp. And you're like, oh, do, 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 do. am I going to make it? Am I going to see dirt before the impact? Like, am I at least <laughs> see dirt and land heavy on the front wheel, not fucking upside down? So, fuck that. So, anyway, that was my introduction to elevation. But, um, yeah. so what is your what is your opinion on the current state of we'll say Freestyle. X Games? Yeah. I mean, I mean, because there's really nothing else besides X Games, right? No, like I said, they used to have five rounds of Jew Tour, like five rounds of X Fighters. There was the LG uh, World Championships at Pomona. Like, there was a bunch of stuff. Right. And now it's like, I, I appreciate X Games coming back and actually making an event happen right. just to, you know, yeah, give the riders something. something to do, which is right. awesome. It was just shitty how. Like, it's not their fault. It was just restrictions or probably... The rules that. they have to follow. One, right. one, if it was 75 foot, like two 75s in a loop, that one day practice, that's fine. But yep. you got people coming from all over the world and gnarly course, different shit, borrow bikes, and you, they just didn't have enough time to prepare. So it was kind of... For me, I was kind of disappointed for the riders that they didn't get to be fully prepared for the event. They were right. still learning shit when they were going out for their contest run. And I just like to see everyone comfortable and happy with their setup and... And so they can send it to their full potential. They right. can get way gnarlier when you're comfortable. Right. Oh, but yeah, that's if, how it should be. If you're still a little bit sketchy, it's like, oh. You don't really want to go send it. Yeah, like. or, and if you do, there's a fair chance you might you might fuck it up. Right. So it's like when they used to do it at Home Depot, they'd build a Supercross track, and, like, Supercross riders are gnarly. They can go inside, outside, and all they do when they hit the jump is just maybe pull a tear off or a scrub. Right. Like, we've got our steering dampener 
up that tight you can barely steer and like pin it around to do a backflip trick which and they build them a berm and not us right they like build a supercross track and go right where can we fit the freestyle shit in and for the 120 ramp like we'd ride around the edge of the track ride on the angle off the triple up ramp and then land down the edge of another jump in the other lane for the rhythm section click third and hit the 120 ramp Fuck. I'm like, can, can we get a burn, please? Dude, like, <laughs> I remember, I remember a few weeks back you posted a throwback video from what year was it? Oh wait, it was oh eight. But yeah. dude, it like literally, it looked like you're just doing transfers, like off the supercross jumps to hit the ramps. Yeah, like, like I, you I gotta see short. that video. I, I nuts. come up short on the step on because I was trying to do my foot hook thing, yeah. and then I was just wheel spinning in this hard pack, <laughs> like full of marbles, and then just went, oh fuck it, I'm gonna send it. <laughs> so I was lucky it was a step down. I actually made that three, but yeah, it's like. Come on, like they can't water it because if it gets too wet, it delays TV. So right, I'm like, can right. you guys at least like? Well, it doesn't really dry in there either. I'm like, can you sweep the marbles off so it's not like you know, like yeah, I've been like pebbles on top of concrete. It's just sketchiest not, fucking thing ever on a dirt bike. Yeah, and when you've got like steering damp, no, like our bikes are not set up to corner. No, like stiffest the, things ever. The seats cut down, so you're already sitting in the middle of the bike. You can't get your weight forward to go around a corner. Yeah. So like when you're heading at a ramp with your dent up and your wheel spin and getting all sketchy, and then you've got to like if you're on a straight jump, it's fine. That's fucking easy. But you want to jump upside down and hang on by your feet? Like come on, make make it a, <laughs> make it a bit easier just to get to the jump. <laughs> yeah. Right. Seriously. Um, so I mean, to take it back a little bit, I I agree with um, I give X Games mad credit for making it happen and and again not everything's going to be perfect especially with you know where we are in the world um i mean there's always going to be that little asterisk against it in the history yeah but like the bmx a lot of the guys are going to the olympics so they didn't compete so right it was, but it was like i said like i said it's but i mean in in general like what what is like your opinion on the on the state of freestyle in general because like you said like a freestyle guy back in your generation was able to do comps you know throughout the year and have events throughout the year to make a decent living yeah now these dudes are flying out here and i mean most of the x games roster was australian fucking australian and right now with COVID, it's it's like jay that's staying with him right now he probably dropped about 20k to come yeah in. Well, and, right. and then he got shortchanged on practice time because every other rider was riding freestyle and best trick and he was just doing best trick so he got there at 8 a.m and he didn't touch his dirt bike till 6 30 and like yeah, right. go send it right now new ramp new bike whatever just throw in the deep end he's like invested all that money to come here and he just doesn't even get a fair shot to even get used to the ramp to compete right. so well exactly that like you know these these guys are spending all this money to come here and and exactly that exactly what you just said you know like jo didn't really get the opportunity to even get comfortable yeah then he goes out and gets hurt and what most people don't realize is these dudes are looking at like when they go to book a flight back home right now they're looking at a fucking 15 to twenty thousand yeah. dollar flight home if you're lucky on a certain day it might be five six seven eight grand but that's a economy that, and it could get canceled before you get there right so. and that's i mean we imagine where you can go for that amount of money <laughs> right like yeah. we Fuck. we did some looking and like the only ones that were popping up were over 10 grand yeah that yeah. is ridiculous and for then when you land you have to pay three and a half thousand dollars to quarantine for two weeks right yeah and then right now like our borders are shut from state to state we've only got seven states so it's a bit easier yeah but like if you fly into sydney which is the only way you can go from la and then you quarantine there for two weeks you have to if he goes to melbourne and the border shut he has to quarantine again for two weeks or apply, are you kidding me apply for an exemption to get out of it like oh it's not just as easy as leaving sydney quarantine and driving and over right home. so you know yeah you got to get 
like paperwork and shit, but it's a headache. Like they'll make him do four weeks if you don't do the right paperwork. Fuck. So like to make it not as comfortable as possible for these dudes here, like I get everyone's working on a budget. Like that Eric Pennard that works for the the riders and that, and it's like the sports organizer. He was pushing for more practice. Like he got mm. it. He understood it. And it just, I guess it was like a budget thing and they, you know, if they felt like they were doing the right thing, which they were by giving it, actually having an X Games. So yeah. It was just gnarly being it's, if it was Staples Center with, like I said, a loop track, it's just easy. You can, yeah, yeah, You yeah. can adapt to that in one day. You run yeah. out first practice and you've done everything you need to do, but. Right. And that's where, again, I don't want to sound like I'm taking it away from them, but I, I guess ultimately my question is. It was Dude. awesome to have it. It was just more risky. Like they could have risk done over more, reward though. for the riders. Like yeah. all the Aussies that flew around and spent and like they didn't feel like right. they rode like they could have with more like practice time preparation, right. but it's still their sport and it's still what they want to do. So it's just you did everything you could and invested a lot of money, a lot. It's just you didn't get a, a fair chance. It was almost like a bit of a roll of the dice, like and not so much up to you. Like when you're comfortable and everything, it's right. it's all on you. If you screw up, that's it's on you. But if you don't have enough practice time and that, it's it's kind of there's so many other things that do it. But obviously, every one of those guys is passionate about it and they want to do it just because like they want to win. Like when I got my bronze medal in 06, I didn't even know how much the prize money was. I didn't even care. I was just you're just dope. I'm like I just did that and then found out later that California taxed me an extra ten percent on top of the thirty <laughs> they took before that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like that. Welcome. Didn't, that didn't phase me at the time because I'm like I just want to ride my dirt bike and do it. It's just yeah. gnarly now. Like that's it was such an investment for all those guys to come and do it and then normally back then you'd, you'd spend like a quarter of that you get to the event and have a fair crack of the whip to right. go have a shot now it was like spend a shit ton of money and just go hurry up do it now compete like right it was just it's hard it is hard but like you know sometimes you go some places and shit's not right and ready and you adjust and you hit it and do what you got to do to do the show but do yeah. you see it getting better I mean, I hope to see next year. I mean, I like Axel's place, and it's awesome. If they get more practice, fine. And they, because mm-hmm. like, this first day of practice, the super kicker they used for best trick was like another 10 feet lower, and they ended up having to build a pad and change it all around. I'm like, hasn't someone tested this course like at home? Yeah, right. that's kind of unprofessional. We used to have a, a course test. We'd go out and jump some shit or do whatnot and, and figure out what was, a you know, was that going to work or whatnot. And, like, we always had a standard gap between double-doubles, just, like, super cross sweet. You jump, you land, you got your hands on your bars, your feet on the pegs every time. But, like, when you flip and you let go of the bars and you come back, you might tap your shifter and that. It's good to have an extra yeah. 30 feet. Because I've seen a bunch of riders, Levi Sherwood broke his femur because he hit neutral and rolled straight off the Jeez. next up ramp. Andre Villa did half a backflip off the second one because they were so close. Yeah. So just, like, stuff like that, you get people to test it out and go, no, nah, that works, that doesn't, that's dog shit, fix this. And then like, that's on the Tuesday and then Wednesday right. practice and you can figure it out. So everyone that goes out there has a good shot. They're comfortable and they do the sickest tricks ever. Yep. That's what x is about. You go push the limits and do gnarly tricks. But 100%. If, yeah, if you're like throwing mud at them, getting roosted and shit as you're coming up to the ramp to do a trick, like it just yeah. makes, it makes everything harder than it should be. Right. And you don't get to do as good a shit that you want to do. So. Right. But I hope next year that if it is at Axles again, they get three days or whatnot and bit more right input on like what they think should be good for freestyle because everything else was sick the well if they truly care about the sport they should yeah i mean let's but they did care about it, the fact they ran an x games this time true it was obviously a big gamble so i'm just hoping next year that they have a bit more time for it but quarter right. pipe was rad best whip i was 
it was just different having four ramps and you yeah, don't know. Well, it was weird how they did two back to back. Like yeah. and it, it wasn't didn't it used to just be one ramp. You drop yeah. in one ramp. And then the first ramp was like the new Levi Sherwood next generation ramp. It's like a seventy five foot kicker on steroids. It's a bit tall, a bit steeper, but no one had ever hit that. Like So well, you don't really know how it's gonna react. Corey Creed never hit a one one twenty ramp until he rocked up there and he didn't even know until oh three God. weeks before and like he was peeling big whips in it, but it's like shit I'd like to know. But even the the judging, like I announced the Sydney X games and they're like, Yeah, it's our overall impression. I'm thinking, all right, they gotta do a big turn up, big turn down yeah big whip and then i was commentating it all wrong the whole time like it didn't even matter it was just the single biggest whip you did no shit so i think that's what happened anyway maybe i was yeah. just clueless but <laughs> like with the with the that levi ramp then into the 75 all the 120 people were whipping left and right it was like could you reward that guy because he's good off that ramp or like shit like it's just i think it's a lot more simpler if there's one down ramp with maybe two ramps going to it you know 75 right. and then the next gen levi ramp and then you just watch that, not land there, do this, do right. that. It's, I, I mean, I did hear Jeremy say like his input on it was it it gives the riders a little bit more option just to show what they can do. But yeah, it made it a little bit confusing for like the it average viewer. Take, right. It definitely takes skill to do all that shit. Like it's full credit to, to whip off there, but it's like a contest point of view. Like especially, I mean, step up. Like you watch it. If you make it, you make it. If you don't, yep. you don't. Like mm-hmm. freestyle got so confusing after a few years because someone would do something gnarly that looked cool. And then he's score shitty, and everyone in the crowd they went mad when he landed. And then right. they see a score and like, oh, what's going on here? But like, right. step up, you make it, you don't. Whip one jump, it's okay. The judges still do it, or whether it was votes. But now judging, like, people get a fair idea. Now there's so many elements in a best whip contest. It's like, did he hit that ramp cool? Did he whip both ways? Did he double double hit the one twenty? Right. It just just needs to be a little bit simpler. I think even if you had the 120, just have 120, 75 next gen ramp on one landing. Yeah. Like not the double double. It was just yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It was just like a totally different thing. And like it's cool when those dudes peel it off the 120. I'm just like blown away. Right. But it was like, how do you compare? He did this. I don't know if Tom Parsons even like did he do much off the 120? I don't think he did. I don't know if he but hit it. His whips were fucking huge. Off huge. The set, and he won. Upside so it's down. like, okay, like, you, did you judge him? Like if you're sitting at home, you think, did he get just judged off that one whip? I thought they were judging every ramp. Right. It's not super clear, right? It just made it like he definitely won. That was the biggest right. whip ever, yeah. but it was best whip overall impression on all these different ramps, or it was well, just and, one right. big and whip. So even even Jeremy had said too, like the judges weren't like sitting right there watching; they were watching on like a screen. Yeah, it was like so. It's like monitor. what what can you fucking see? Well, you're you're basically depending on the cameraman's angle. That's, oh, yeah, to, like, and that's if you're the on thing. the wrong camera angle, like if I yeah. go 360 and the dude's on the left, it looks like a crossed up backflip. Right, which pretty much all I do now anyway. But yeah, <laughs> like if you're on the other side or in the right spot, it just looks upside down. It ruins down. it. Yeah. Right. yeah. So if you're sitting there as a judge and old mate in the TV or the whatever he puts the wrong angle on you're like yeah, yeah that was dog shit well that's the thing I, I mean i watched it on tv and honestly like none of those angles were super good they didn't really make the whips look that big but then the dirt shark video those angles made, yeah with the chopper coming in like, dude it made like wanky's whip i was like wow okay that's like one of the biggest ones i've ever seen him throw yeah from that angle and normally they can mess up like the camera angles when it's 175 kicker right now they've got a 75 going left 75 going right 120 in the middle it's like shit what camera angle you even put up so right i just think it overcomplicated the whole whip deal like i said cool bike skills gnarly that they do it just from the viewer watching and what are you actually judging on as an overall concept for the contest? It's just, it's hard to make it hard to follow. It made it more like freestyle. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, shit, he did this. Like he crashed in his run, but he still got a decent score. Like, right. what's going on? I got no idea. So. Yeah, they almost need to just dumb it down for everybody because people 
like it just don't make really... it easily watch. Like it was when Enduro Cross first was in X Games, and like, oh, what's going on here? It's Enduro Cross, mm-hmm. and then my mechanic from Australia is like, have you watched this shit? Right. I went and watched it, and it's like it'd be like three corners to go, and old mate gets stuck on a log or runs into a lapper and shit, and everyone's cheering because the next guy's coming. Bike around. ends it's, up in the stands. Yeah, 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 it's like intense, and then the checkered flag goes, and he won. That's it. And everyone right. gets it. They understand Enduro's it. Insane. And honestly, all that shit was fucking sick. Like there used to be so many more events at X, X Games. Games like, was yeah. sick. X Games. Remember the like, rally cross? Didn't it used to be like a week long? It used to go for like four or five Two days. Weeks. Like you do yeah. practice at Home Depot, then you drive up, load your bike, drive to Staples Center for like best trick right. practice. And it's yeah. so shitty that it's not like that anymore. Like, like I think they lost, it just lost so much when it went to Texas. They just went to that circuit of Americas and yeah. threw this over there, threw that over there. Like yeah. The freestyle course was about a mile from the the pit road where the building was with the athlete lounge yeah and they wouldn't let you bring your vehicles in and they're like yeah the golf buggies do like round trips and it's like 110 degrees i was gonna say 45 that's celsius yeah but like it's <laughs> just hot, it's, that's it's fucking cold <laughs> hot as shit and it's asphalt everywhere just steaming yeah. and then you know by the time a golf buggy rocks up half an hour later to take you to the athlete lounge to sit in the aircon you got to get in it go back and just ruins the just whole trip windy dusty just like oh, shit so conditions. dusty and yeah, and then the next year it flooded. They had lightning. They had to kick all the crowd out because of the lightning strike. Oh no shit! And it, yeah, it was just it was a massive flop there. I think they had a three year contract. They only did two because like no, we're wasting our time. Like skate began never happened. It was like it just it just didn't work. I just don't get why would you pull it out of California? Money. That's you know, money. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Circuit of America was like all right. It, I was like, I think there was like three cities in like hoping to get it, and then Texas yeah. was like, here's the checkbook. Um, right. It I just sucks because California is where you're gonna fucking get. Like that's everyone that grew up right. watching X Games. That was that was it. Like right. Like Staples Center was so <clears> gnarly <throat> when you walk into Staples and you see the mega ramp. Like that was it, so cool. Like right. you've got to catch an elevator that normal people catch to go to their seats in the top right. tier and then just drop in from the roof and then you're like your best trick ramps next to it. It was just it made it look so much fucking gnarlier in Staples. It went from the top tier on that side to the other end of the stadium. Right. And that's the shit that when people show up that they're like... You walk in and go, blowing. whoa. Right. right. I feel like they financially, like even like today, they could bring all that back and do it. People are just money. It's gre- Everyone's greedy. You know what I mean? Because it, like like, I feel like they could still afford to run the events like they used to. That And it, they would make so much money more or more money now doing that again. Mm. Like shit like, like Staples Center, they, they charge you the ass to like have an event there. Like it costs so much. So Oh, yeah. If you go to a smaller town, like when we do nitro shows, if you go to a small city, just because it brings people into the town, right. they'll give you the overall venue for free because they want people Damn. to come in. But um, I'm trying to think what venue it was. Oh, like uh, Vegas for the last round of Supercross, Salt Lake City, like Utah, mm-hmm. the state of sport. They, you know, helped Feld out just to bring him there. Where Vegas, well, I'm pretty sure they paid Feld sixteen million dollars so, well, yes. for like two or three years to have the finale. So they there. pay they to have paid it there Feld. in Vegas. They have to pay for the that shit Sandboyd Stadium yeah. that's way out in the yeah. middle of nowhere. When you know how much the new stadium is probably going to be. Like, yeah, I'm so, wondering if that's why they don't have yet, yeah, a Vegas round. Uh, they will. I, I'm sure they will. They will, I guess, just for the hype and that. But like, it just shows like money. Certain states, certain towns, they'll do it. Like they'll just. I'm not saying they just pick the cheapest option. They yeah, do, right. but they're running a business. It's, it's got to make sense. Cool. Yeah, don't make dollars. It don't make sense. Well, like, but it, yeah, if you don't, yeah, you're not gonna drop 16 million just to keep the fans no. happy to have it in Vegas. Yeah. No, like Atlanta, Georgia, they had to stop doing the new Georgia Dome because they charge too much. That's why it's at the Speedway now. Mm. That that Georgia Dome's done now. It went flat. No, 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 the new one next door, oh, Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, no, no, we did the last show in the in the dome oh, you did? before they popped it. I liked that dome, it was cool. Have you ever been in those stadiums with, like, the roofs held up by air pressure? 
No, like wait, what? Actually, like the Georgia Dome, the roof, and Minneapolis, the old, mm -hmm. yeah. US the, Bank. The air pressure holds the roof up. Not US Bank. Oh, the, the, the old yeah, one? Yeah, like the air pressure holds the door up. So when you go to leave, it's like in Perth, they have one. Like you open one door and they have to shut it. And because if you open two at once, like it's like a vacuum and it just sucks you straight. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the door will just slam that fucking hard because the air pressure is holding the roof up. It's just like a big tarp. <laughs> That's sketchy. Fun That's fact. super sketchy. Yeah. Oh, no, it works. I think I do remember. The but old, works, right? the old yeah. Georgia Dome was that way? Yeah. I think I remember that. The roof looked weird as hell when you're yeah, inside. Yeah, it just looks like the top of looks a like tent. looks like a tarp. But yeah, it's, it's the, the air pressure that holds it up. It's not yeah. structurally held up. But yeah, That's so if you, weird. If you open two doors, you get ready to get slapped in the face by a door. <laughs> Interesting. So, do you think that there is anybody that could basically hold events and kind of bring the scene back do you think that that's even possible at this point like when you say events you mean shows contests yeah i mean like nitro now we've toured done a shit ton of shows but we're like struggling i'm not would say struggling but we're going to like small cities doing low scale and like travis being travis he's older now and he doesn't he does so much already like he doesn't travel all the shows and ride at them so right and we've done it already like it's kind of once they played out but it's been there done that so now we don't go to the basketball stadiums like your staples or your or like all the big major cities right. because we don't sell enough tickets to even pay for the venue hire so no shit so it's like it's that scaled down so we do a shit ton of shows still but they're in towns that half of them i haven't heard of or they're in smaller cities and that because it's it's lost that big boom that had you know five six years ago when we used to we did a show in uh, anaheim and staples center like they're only an hour apart right but it was just a huge hype back then so as far as that it's kind of played out but i mean there's there's enough work for riders to make money it's just not the same money it was but as far as contests I mean, X Games, I'd love to see X Fighters make a comeback. Yeah. Uh, even if they just did one event in Madrid. That'd Madrid, be pretty cool. Madrid's a little weird just being in the bull ring. I mean, they they work really well to get what they can in there. But, like, the 120-foot ramp, as you're heading at it, you can't even see the top of the ramp from the, like, the tunnel as you're riding. That's how far. Really? The, you far, come out of the tunnel, the, don't you? The base of the ramp is in the tunnel. And, like, Whoa, you almost feel like freaky. you're going to yeah. hit, hit your head on it. So, you're, like, third gear that's pin. Nuts. You, you can't even see where you're going. Like, you just see this ramp in a doorway. And then as you hit the base of it, it's like, bang, you just pop up into the middle. Of the that's freaky. So, like, they do really well with the quarter pipes and, like, the, the super kicks and everything they had the last couple of years. So, I'd love to see them come back because that was a really good platform. And, like, this year, Europeans, there was only two of them that come over to do X Games. And, you know, in previous years, they're like, I'm not going to fly there because by the time I fly there with me and my mechanic, if I don't get top four, like, I'm not making any money. Right. So it'd be cool if, you know, that, that stuff come back. Like, X Fighters did even one-off and, and, you know, X Games did it, did it properly next year with all the right resources and everything. I know they will if they can. So that's it it's, it's kind of weird though with freestyle now like if you look at everyone's age pretty much everyone's over 30 right <laughs> so you i mean you got harry then you got that benny richards kid that just came like it's there there should be a qualifier i think so a lot of people can actually have a go at it i mean mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be much but at least something so it like opens it up to, to even previous riders or new riders to come in but right that's, that's what i'm saying the funny thing is like the the youngest dude in freestyle is like a, i think bm is 29 30 now but like everyone's almost 30 there's like right. probably one or two dudes in that's the last three years that are in their 20s and then you look at bmx and skate and like they're all young dudes and then you get right. freestyle and they're a bunch of grumpy old bastards <laughs> right but like when you started everyone was probably about what 18 19 yeah we're all younger then and we kind of came up as the sport i think it's just did. the same guys it's but all yeah of you. <laughs> so like now like if you're a young kid and you want to you want to do freestyle like 
the amount of time, money, resources it takes to find someone to you know let you use their land, build a landing. Right. Then you need a foam pit or an airbag. How are you going to afford progress, that? Yeah. How are you going to learn these gnarly tricks? And if you can only do it a couple of nights a week after you've finished work, like you ain't going to catch up to the shit people yeah. are doing now in in five years like that. So it's it's. I mean, you got to kind of have a bit of a helping hand. Like Jacko really looks after the Richards brothers, and they're doing awesome. So, like, I'm not saying they've got it easy. They've got access to those yeah. resources. But if you're another kid and you can actually jump and do good, but you're, like, building a dirt takeoff because you can't buy a steel ramp and yeah. trying to do a front flip, let alone just jump the thing. Like, it's 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 such an intense sport and the level it's at now. Like, you can't just play catch-up in a year. Yeah, like, right. You, you can't come in as a kid and go, oh, I want to do X Games next year. Like, you, unless you've got a huge budget or something like that, you're not going to learn double flips, front flips backflip combos yeah, and then buy like a quarter pipe ramp costs about six or seven grand like not the big ones they use for the high air comp like the contest ones they used to use yeah. like to do flares and shit like who can afford a six thousand that's about, about right. the same as a bike so that's kind of gnarly now like there's no younger kids coming up just because of that it's such a it's such a hard sport to do like skateboard you can travel the world just throw your skateboard strap it to your backpack you don't even need to check a bag Right. So and BMX and it's know, cost efficient. Yeah, BMX. You pull it apart. You go wherever you've got your bike. You're sweet. Like freestyle. You're gonna fly your suspension. TSA take your shit out oh, every time you yeah. leave. LAX. Get a borrowed bike. Put it together, and you know might not go that way. Whatever. But it's it's just so much more to get from A to B just to be a, a like compete or ride a, at a demo or an event in freestyle and. Yeah, it's just, it's gnarly that there's no kids that are that at that age. I'm sure there's kids out there doing demos and everything, but as yeah. far as X Games, like, there's no one knocking on the door of, of a young age. That's, there's really not, no. Yeah. There's nobody, there's not, like, that up-and-coming kid where, like, oh, I've seen this kid, he's fucking, you know, yeah. th- this kid could fucking come win X Games. Right. There's, there's nobody. No, and, like, Jared, he's gnarly. Like, he does step-up so gnarly. He does whip so gnarly. And then freestyle, he's kind of, like, as good as he is on a dirt bike, he's mm-hmm. not like he's just mediocre, like backflips here and there, doesn't do many flip combos, but like he's so good, but he's he's so good at that stuff. But freestyle, he's like, nah, is that gnarly? Like I'm not going to do. Not that. really worth it. Yeah, it's not yeah. worth it for him. But and he's so so good at it. But then like, there's who's the next kid? Right. Like, like yeah, there's like I said, there's the Richard brothers, but right. they live with pretty much live with Jacko, so they and they're they're taking full advantage of it. They're awesome. Right. Flips. They're kind of. I mean, they're almost like already in it. Like I didn't, I didn't know who Benny Richards was until X Games, but now like I, you know, Rob and all the guys, he's w- one of the boys. Yeah, like, and, but even if like some random kid was young and he wanted to do it, and he spent two weeks at Jacko's, he's not even going to get close no. to catching up. Like it, it takes so much time, commitment, right. and effort that it's it's kind of weird and gnarly that there's there's like the 30 plus bet class and then there's there's not much coming up behind that so it's kind of like as far as x games and all that stuff goes with freestyle it's like what are you know what are we going to do to keep keep the sport rolling and they do a good job as is for now but shit we're all getting older Mm -hmm. like (laughs) gotta find some new talent (laughs) yeah so that's the thing and there's there's not much uh not much talent for shopping that's true so from somebody who we've been kind of talking about this lately in the last couple episodes from somebody who was competing in X Games probably in its prime, money wise. Yeah, definitely. What uh what do you think the deal is for these dudes that are competing now? What do you, if for somebody to go win an X Games gold, is that 
setting them up for the year? Is that? I mean, obviously, yeah, you're gonna get good money and bonus off sponsors. But anyone that goes and does that and throws it all on the line to to win X Games, they're not thinking about the financial benefits. They're right. Like I, I want to, you know, win this moto. I want to win that Supercross. I want a podium in Anaheim. I want to win X Games. I'm yeah. Train my ass off, and then whatever money comes after, I'll I'll deal with it. Hopefully, you don't get shafted. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like still, like prize money obviously is less and less. The amount you got to spend to get there, like the sponsors and everything, it's it's obviously less and less. But if you're committed and you want to do it, you don't give a shit about the money. You just, right. The, the check comes a month later, and you're like, oh, that was sweet. But but I mean, at some point, the money does have to matter to keep well, you, it going. You have to be financially viable. Like I said, you got to you know, maybe buy an airbag or have a place to practice, right. maintain your bikes, pay a mechanic, so your shit's on point all the time, and and you know do all that stuff. So. If you're all those top tier guys that are in X Games, it's gnarly now because still they'll people even question like shit. Like I said, the Europeans don't come to X Games that much because it costs so much to get there that right. they might not make the money. Where back in the day, I mean, X Games was kind of weird. One year they have like not ten riders, the next year they have sixteen. It's just, right. Yes, but for now it's like shit. Anyone that's doing that, they're they're making enough to support what they're doing in practice, but they're not thinking about the, the benefits if they do when they, they, you know, deal with mm. that after. But it's like, if you were like, I wanted to compete in two years at X Games, you'd probably have to invest a couple hundred grand and, right. and time and effort. And if you're working a regular job to support yourself, like it's, it's just so gnarly for that. But I mean, it's cool with, you know, whip, step up, um, quarter pipe and that it's it's not as gnarly as, it's definitely they're all gnarly don't get me wrong I'm not taking anything away yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's just different but like for me like a 60 second freestyle run where you do 10 8 that's to 10 of your gnarliest tricks back to back in a row is like shit that's it's a know, lot of pressure you gotta <laughs> earn it like I used to hold my breath I ended up stop writing a trick list on my bar pad I just write breathe because I'd do like two <laughs> tricks and I'd be like, <gasps> like I just landed that and only cut would, what was the next one shit and then just yeah, just write breathe and you can ride around and do it, but it's like one trick after another. You don't have time to process anything. You just flat out. Where quarter pipe is, it's fucking gnarly. I won't even hit it. I'm too scared. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like up, down. So it's, it's that one jump and you get, it's kind of repetitive, same as a whip. Well, they do different whips, but it's, I don't know, I'm going to sound like a dick, like saying it's not that gnarly, but to me, F F FMX contest runs for years were like, Fucking here we go, roll the dice. This is gonna be sixty or ninety seconds of the craziest shit you've right. ever seen. Right. I'd rather just do the one trick. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a lot of time to think. And like even and you like uh, the throwback video you posted, like you're kinda like you're trying to piece it all together. Like I could like you can see your tr brain thinking out there. Like you're yeah. like, wait, fuck, like pull the fucking flaps up on the handlebars, put them down, pull the flaps that's up. that. Flip levers might, yeah, like, but <laughs> Flip you, levers, like all that damper, shit. if you land with your steering damper too tight and right. you gotta turn your bike like a normal right. bike, you, you forget and you don't turn the bars that quick yeah. and then you overshoot the corner. Like every time you'd hit a, hit something, you're like adjusting something for yeah. the next trick. It's but like the, that's so much shit to think if about. If you get squirrely and land with like a foot or whatever, you get all flustered and like pin it around the corner and then you might forget to do your dampener up or whatever right. and then you just screw that up because you're like, do it, do it, don't gnarly trick, do this, do that. And it's just so much like, yeah, I'm saying 60 seconds. Like it's, it's a long time, but it's so much to I think mean, about. I mean, it depends and, what you're doing in 60 yeah, seconds. I'll I mean. be done with it. No, but like the, <laughs> the amount of gnarly tricks you do in that, like Jacko does does a no hand of fronty, then a double flip that, and then like backflip combos or whatever, and just turn the corner, pin it, do one after another. So you you've got to process a lot of shit in that time, and I'm talking gnarly shit, like one stuff up with that. I mean, any of those events, whip, quarter pipe, whatever. But you're rolling that dice ten times in sixty seconds in Honestly, a freestyle run. Yeah. So yeah, I I just think yeah, FMX is it's a fucking gnarly sport. It is. 
It is. It's crazy because like X Games this year, um, I don't remember who it was. I think he was on a KTM, but uh, his trick was, or one of his tricks was a 360. Yeah, I can, and it, yeah. it fucking blows my mind. You make 360s look so damn easy. He does them like, like way gnarlier and flatter, like BMX. I feel like, like he does it more like a whip 360. Like you do it more like a flip. Like I, I mean, I'm I'm old. I can't. But you can like slow flip it. Like I you can do it, it like down, slow motion. Because a lot like, of the shit I do is on portable landing, so it's wood. So there's if you land a bit sideways, it's not as forgiving as dirt. So right. I, I do like. You know, average ones at shows and that. But if it's dirt, low me, I'll, I'll send it as good as I can. Yeah. But I can't send it like Ackerman can. But, I mean, it's been a long time since anyone's done them. Like, Nate started doing him like, 06 or 07. And then I did my first one in 06. And I was... Until now, no one's really, you know, done it gnarly. And then he's just come and changed the game. But he's like, he's a big kid. He's strong. Yeah. Like, he just muscles that thing around. But, like, when he landed sideways in that yeah. second run, yeah. oh, I would have fallen straight off the back. Would have ripped both my shoulders out. Like, he was just so muscly, he hung onto it. But yeah. he, that same strength is what he uses to pull off the ramp. And he does, like, legit threes. So, full, right. cre full credit to him. That's, that's fucking gnarly. Because I know how it is to... Tone it down, tone it up, go as flat as right, you can, right. and and I yeah. I just do what's safe for me now. Right. But yeah, and some like people come like, oh, Yakim and Show and Bill had to do it now. I'm like, yeah, well, I can call it good on him. Like, <laughs> sit full, down, fuckers. Full yeah. credit. Like I've been doing it for 13 years, and I'm old now. I like to be a bit safer. I don't like high side and splatting on the yeah. ground. So, but yeah, that, that's pretty cool to watch when someone does something like that. That's just been a trick that's been around forever right. and kind of didn't get that much credit. It then, didn't. And, and someone, not a lot of people tried it. Yeah, no there's one, a reason for that. <laughs> no one tried it. So yeah, when he did that, I'm like, that's fucking sick. That right. it was, yeah, it was a, it's a very different style 360. It is. Like no, nobody really does them well, like that. Pretty much as you like bottom out off the ramp and a flip, you just pull straight back with both, like lean back with both arms. But when you do a three, as you bottom out, you just look over your shoulder, and the right. harder you turn your head, the harder your body moves. And if you come in slow, like when people double flip, they come in slow and they accelerate mm -hmm. really hard off the ramp, so it spins faster yeah so if you do that with a three if you come in slow and pin it it'll make the bike flip more mm. which might make it flat yeah so you kind of got to come in with like heaps of rolling speed and then go like half three quarter throttle off the ramp so it doesn't flip but then as soon as you take off it doesn't and hope that you don't it, fucking it, overshoot 30 well, feet it doesn't do much so you're like on the limiter for the first like half a second until you actually spot the landing but it's it's going real slow when you don't pin it off the ramp man. But yeah, if if I figure if I just come in like second with a bunch of pace and then just brr, brr, like yeah. just ease it off the ramp, it, it'll go way flatter. But then there's wooden ramps, like the wheels will actually slide off them. The mesh is real grippy, and mm -hmm. the European ramps spin a bit different. Like yeah, I just figured out how to do it for the last few years when it was gnarly and I needed to send it, and I was going to be judged on it. I'd fucking give it a real good go. And then if it's a portable landing where you've got no forgiving if you land sideways, right? I'm like let's eh, ease it up a bit, you know. So, a little bit off topic, um, but I have it in my brain. How how the fuck did it happen where, like, half the roster at X Games was Australian? Like, where, oh, how are, why are all these dudes just fucking growing man. up? Making Americans look like bitches? Yeah, growing <laughs> up in Australia and just, like, kind of taking over the, the FMX game. I mean. We're just fucking mad cunts. It, that's Honestly, what it is, right? They're, nah, all, we, they're all loose cannons, dude. We do, we do have a screw loose, but a lot of us obviously grew up on properties, and that's where we started to ride. And I mean, obviously, you know, US riders have had that too. It's just yeah. we've just got that little thing in the back of our head that just says, fuck it. <laughs> that's that's got to be it. It, it, it is. Because yeah. I've never met an Australian that's a pussy, to be honest. No. Maybe no, one, yeah. but we won't talk about him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not you, I promise. 
Well, I'm American now. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm as trying well. to. I'm a, I'm a Julie, so. Let's hear, now, now let's I'm hear half, your best American accent. Now I'm half a pussy. He's got a good American accent. Number two accent. with onions and a sprite. <laughs> you want the flying Dutchman, bro? <laughs> Number. Iced coffee? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, get us a cheeseburger cunt. Six nuggets, sweet and sour sauce. Like, sweet. Like, flying if Dutchman, say, If right. I say that at Macca's here, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've, I literally just figured out what Macca's was when. We are on the way back with Rob. Yeah, Macadoo's, Mickey Days. Yeah. He's got a bunch of I thought it was Macadoo's nickname. <laughs> I was like, am I fucking missing something? Yeah, it's Mac like, is... stop at the server and get some petty. I say that to America, like, what the fuck? I'm like, go to the gas station and fill your car up with gas. Stop at the server and get some petty. Servo <laughs> means server station. Like, I could have guessed that one. Same yeah. As, yeah, same as go to the bar and get pissed. They serve like, petrol. You don't, yeah. you, you, we say shit in like three words and everyone gets it. Yeah. So yeah, especially California. Except they're, when you're they're a little to teach slow, like you got to se- separate every few words with "oh my gosh" or "like" or "seriously," so mm. people can process it. Yeah, that's very true. So I just say, "fuck, let's go to this," and they're like, "huh?" Yeah, until you try to teach the dog to sit, and the Spanish words like six times longer than let's sit. Let's not talk about Fluffy. He left today. Yeah, Bilko's actually having a rough day today. Our, our, oh, your our foster dog. His foster gone, dog he got adopted today, and he left. Damn. <laughs> I know you're a real. I hated about that, that little cut. I'm gonna miss those turds on the carpet. <laughs> nah, he, he was a good dog. He was a good dog. So what? you know he liked him. He shaved the dog's asshole. Yeah, he got. He was really. I called him. He came from the shelter. <laughs> His name was Zach, but I just called him Fluffy Fuck because he was real fluffy. But yeah, yeah every time he shit, he get dingleberries. And then you'd be scratching <laughs> him in bed, and then you feel the crusty shit around his asshole. So. I ended up getting the Manscaped trippers, uh, clippers and like trimmed right around his balloon knot. And then... Um, Shout out to Manscaped. <laughs> so when he was taking a shit the next day, he was standing on the edge of the, the putt putt green in my backyard. So he yep. was on like a downhill angle. So the turd didn't drop straight out. And then it got caught on his hair again. So I had to shave it even more. <laughs> so like his whole fucking back end's pretty much shaved. And he, <laughs> he did have a blonde ass. Yeah, he, he, pretty much he's... <laughs> so whoever adopted him Bilko was looking it. at his fucking rear end. Like, I was. I made sure I pointed like, oh, what do you think about this dog? Is he a good dog? I'm like, he's got a great butthole. He's, he's presented again. Just have a look at it. So. He's got a Brazilian butthole. Flip him around. But yeah, anyway, so enough about the dog's asshole. So what, uh, aside from dirt bikes, what what interests Bilko? What, what, what the fuck do you do for fun? Fuck. I love to sit with Australians and banter and talk shit and drink and fucking do dumb shit. Mm. Like when we're on tour, the shows when you travel around Europe and you're living on a tour bus, like the best times are after the show when you're on the bus getting fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like having a couple of waters and something going. To yeah, early. vodka water. But yeah, just like being with your mates and traveling around, just the banter and just the good times and like yeah, you got to pinch yourself. Look back now, like you got paid to travel all over the world with your best mates and it was like an endless fucking we call it a bucks trip you call it a bachelor party but yeah like <laughs> travel around the fucking world and and just have fucking fun like that mm. that was gnarly i kind of miss that a lot now with the tours dying down and even before covid like the international stuff wasn't as big and like with less money like if you're an aussie or whatnot you don't want to live away from your family or kids and travel for four months to go on a tour every weekend right so yeah now it's like Shit, they used to be like such a tight knit group that we traveled with. That was so much fucking fun back then. I look yeah. back now, like, oh, can we just go back to that? Can we just do one more bus trip? Like, even if we don't do a tour, can we just hire a, a sleeping <laughs> bus and just drive around in Honestly. circles? Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, what do I do for fun? Um, I like hitting puddles when it rains, but that doesn't you really do, happen yeah. in California. So, yeah. uh, other than that, um, I, I, I always find it interesting when I have a, a fresh DM on the old Instagram and it's just a. Probably pretty random. A, a video of a dude hitting a 
puddle on the road. Yeah, and I was it's from Boko. I, I was pretty lucky, like that. My driveway in Oz is like oh, three hundred feet long, and then it's about two hundred eighty feet to the local pub. But literally right before the intersection there, the drain floods every time it rains. Yeah. So I just turn out and just fucking blast that thing. It's the funnest <clears> thing ever. Some dog fucking he, the gutter was like blocked, and he dug the whole thing out. So now the puddle the puddle drains more. So no way. I'm gonna fill it back up when I get it. <laughs> But Melbourne, so, it rains every second day, so that puddles there all the time. California, yeah, when it rains, yeah. I'm like, shit, where am I going? Yeah. Just go puddle hunting. Do you plan on going back to to us anytime soon? Or? Not anytime soon. Like, it's such a shit show to try and go back. One, the price of flights. Two, the quarantine. Three, yeah. there's absolutely fuck all happening. Like, they're going into... Melbourne's in its fifth lockdown now. That's, like, that's un- insane. Unbelievable. When the first lockdown started, like, I've always spent... Like Australian winter summer in America because it's literally my backyard's like pretty flat. There's not much drainage, so when it ra- like when it rains a lot, it's basically like a swamp. You Nothing know, to you, do. Yeah, you, you f- your feet squish when you walk across the grass. That's yeah. how wet it is. So I was in lockdown in winter. Couldn't go more than three miles from my house for like three months and just sitting at home, just couldn't ride, couldn't do a fucking thing. And then you know, come here and everything's you know still still getting out and about and doing stuff. And yeah, you know, that was like twelve months ago. Fast forward now, and then we're back in lockdown again for the fifth time. So, right. like, there's absolutely no point to actually go home. So, you were there a year ago. Yeah. You were there during I, I COVID. I was able to leave during COVID because I was a dual citizen. Mm. So, I left in, like, August. But, I mean, the shit started in March. We had, you know, 20 Nitro shows playing. We were only three in, and then that all got shit canned. No shit. And so, yeah, I just sat at home and did absolutely fuck all because it was pouring rain outside and nothing to do and couldn't go too far without getting fined. So. Right. It was yeah, come back here and just started doing shit again. It was go ride with everyone. It was it was awesome. But now I like to go home. There's It sh- does look like they are the most complicated country. They're back in lockdown now. They got that Delta strain, which is, I don't know, it's dog shit. But then they had big protests yesterday, so they're like, Oh, people from the lockdown suburbs went to the protest and now they're gonna give it to everyone. But my rule is don't talk about COVID for more than five minutes because it's fucking dog shit. So <laughs> next topic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going home anytime soon, and yeah. it's like it's three and a half thousand dollars to quarantine to live in a hotel for two weeks, and you don't know where no you're windows. Going. You don't know if you're going to the JW Marriott or the fucking Holiday Bin where you don't even have a fridge. Fuck yeah! Like they'll give you bread in your little sandwich bag because you don't even get a room. It's key. like prison then, for two weeks. Yeah, and then you don't even yeah. have a toaster or jail. Like, what Jail's the fuck worse. am I gonna do with this? It it does sounds pretty fucked. Um, on the way back from the airport last night or whenever I got home, um. Rob called Benny Richards yep. and he was in yeah, quarantine yeah. and he had said that he's like, dude, they're not feeding us a lot. And it's like dog shit food. Yeah. So I'm, like you pretty much get like a brown sandwich bag and right. one to like have two slices of bread, but no butter or anything. And then the other one have cereal in it, but then there's no milk. <laughs> right. It's like the to go bags they're, from like the little hotels when yeah. you travel. And then if you it's get, like, oh, here's a fucking muffin and a banana. You're only allowed like one Uber Eats delivery a day. And if you have more than like one bottle of alcohol in there, they take it out. That's fucked. If I'm going to be locked in there, I'm going to get like blacked a, out. It's like a jail. Yeah, pretty much. You have to book in yard time the next day. So anyway, fuck going back <laughs> to Australia right now. I miss my family and everything like that. But it's just, yeah. what's the fucking point? Like, Has the uh, has the Nitro Tour started back up yet? It starts uh, in like three or four weeks. Are you 20, going to be on it or no? Yeah, 27 shows. Like, it's a circus. So they ever, every circus needs a clown. That's why I'm this is back true. on it. So, yeah, so you'll be back in all, doing all of them again? Yeah, it's all in North America. So it's 27 shows between now and the end of the year. So get ready to live at the airport and uh, and hotels for a bit. But it's sounds just cool. Gonna I'm going to miss my friend. It's, it's <laughs> going to be totally different from having like March last year. I've done two shows since then. Might right. crash that. But yeah, like 
since then I've done two shows where normally I do a shit ton and now I'm about to go from doing fuck all to travelling every single weekend, like leave Thursday, come home Monday, live in a fucking two or different three hotels each weekend. It's I'm not complaining, it's just so funny. I picture to someone like, Oh, what's it like to travel? I'm like, imagine every morning you got up and a plumber had came in and changed your shower taps. Yeah. You, had to, you had to figure out how to get hot water every time you Dude, woke up. The last fucking hotel I was in and that Idaho thing, I the first night I fucking I sat there for fifteen fucking minutes because I turned the thing to the left, which was what I thought hot, and it was cold <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, well, sometimes like the the the, the red down. blue they're line, are, they're worn off, so you don't know. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, turn yeah. it one way, and you like any any normal tap would be warm in five minutes, and you go back sit on the couch, you walk in, it's still cold, and you're like, oh, it must be cold. So you turn it the yeah. other way, but then you just turn it the cold. Dude, that this one even had like hot. That's and cold. frustrating. I was sitting there, dude. I sat there for fifteen minutes waiting. <laughs> I was like, is this thing gonna fucking warm up or what? I'm sure you figured to... out how to fill fifteen minute void. I just wouldn't. Sh- I just wouldn't shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, he's like, have the Australian shower in can. Quick little uh, jam sesh, little arm pump fixture. There you yeah, go. Clean, clean the skid plate. But yeah, that's that's what I'm saying to someone that's like to travel. I'm like, imagine that. Like, shit, people change your shit all the time. They switch out your pillows every night. Yeah. You don't know. That's which a one's weird good. question because, like, fuck. When I was, I mean, I'm not old, but when I was a little bit younger, when I was like 22, 23, I fucking loved traveling. Like, yeah. Even 21, like I was stoked anytime I got to go anywhere. Now I like I hate to sound like a bitch, but I fucking dread it. Like you don't want to really, leave the house. I no, <laughs> like I really don't like fucking flying places. I don't like going anywhere. It's a lot of work and energy, dude. It is. Flying, up, flying is exhausting. Growing up in Australia and like flying places and traveling, it's so much fucking easy. You come here and it's like fucking shoot. Such an ordeal. In Oz, nearly every flight is direct and 99.9% of the time is on time and your bags show up. Then you come to America, it's like, oh, I need to go to this town. It's like, yeah, it's going to be two flights to so stop over here. And, bags you know, missing. We might lose your, fly, lose your bag. Then the pilots have worked too long, so that flight's not going to go and you're going to spend the night in Dallas and line up three hours at the counter to get a hotel voucher just mm-hmm. to be back there in six hours like you fucking for real that that whole like industry is very odd because i used to bartend before i moved out in here. new york he introduced me to the half beer half cider yeah <laughs> what's your favorite cider dickens i love a good dickens cider uh no probably like <laughs> angry orchard <laughs> or something that went, that went through to the keeper that's baseball catcher Oh yeah, no. Sorry. Red. Next Red question. Red. My um, wife likes a good dick insider. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there we go. Welcome wow, to the party, Ritter. Dude, that is, yeah, no. I, I'm, I need dick a bong rip. Cider. You want some monster, mate? No, I'm good. I know what's actually in there. No, um, that's actually. You, you got to slow down on the tour waters. <laughs> nice, nice, mate. It's a monster. <laughs> I like to think a monster at each grace. Anyway, before Ritter missed the punchline, where were we? About uh, traveling. Yeah, what I used to bartend back in New York, and he was a bareback, a barback. I was, I was da, da, at this. I was at this one bar where uh, it was a hotel, and a lot of the people that would come down were like flight attendants or pilots or whatever. And dude, pilots get fucking trashed the night dude. before. Yeah, like. Like I that's mean, the that's the fucking the dude that's my my life's in his hands. Yeah. He's hung over his shit. Yeah, and I mean I was like I was in a weird deal him. where like I was kind of working for the hotel and the bar, so like I would help out sometimes and like 
end up doing a whole night. I would stay at the bar and just fucking stay at the hotel. And they're the probably next telling morning. you they got an international flight in like seven hours, and you're pouring them double shots. Well, dude, it got it almost got to a point where it was like a little fucked up because they would get wasted, and then right, like they wouldn't really tell me, you know, hey, I got a flight tomorrow morning at six. But can you way, get a DUI like, in an airplane? Yeah, like <laughs> you can you or not? But like you got to be, you know. F-U-I. Somewhat coherent and bro, not that hungover. F-U-I, when you've got, we got three, four hundred people in the in the back of your car. Like it's not. Bro, right. when I say trashed, <laughs> I mean these dudes. Like there were times where we had to legitimately like help have somebody help them up to their room, and the next morning, no chance they're making it to their flight. They would sleep till like fucking ten or eleven, and you're literally sitting there. Th- like there were times I was like, "Fuck, I got this guy so drunk." And just fucked over 400 people. Yeah, I was about to say, if he doesn't show yeah. up to work... Why is your flight delayed? Yeah. That's why. Right. Like it, Some it, asshole it, couldn't drink properly. Just take, so a now, photo, take a photo of them in their airline uniform when they're at the bar. Shit oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But now, every time I'm in an airport and a fucking flight gets delayed and there's no you bad weather, I'm You're sitting there thinking, like, fuck, is this guy cocked? And is yeah. he just substituting the little bit less cocked guy in to fucking take over? Well, when he does show up, is he still half pickled? Or? Right. right. We'll take a fucking Adderall or something. Shit. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. funny. A friend of mine knows a pilot that works for a big airline. Definitely can't say his name, but uh, <laughs> this dude like gets his cocktail like in the morning on the way to the flight. Yeah, like, right before he's about to fly. That was like that movie Flight with Denzel Washington. He was <laughs> fucking cooked the whole time. Like Jesus. Yeah. Who knows what's going on in the cockpit, dude? It, it Especially if you have a female co-pilot. Fuck. It makes you wonder. Turbulence. Oops. My bad. Her head. Her head hit the steering wheel. <laughs> Yeah, there was a, there was actually perfect weather. She uh, quit moving your head, damn it. She she was just creating her. She's own a quitter. Tornado. Let's just say that. The long story short, flying fucking sucked in America compared to Australia, and that and it's probably because there's way less people. It's a lot easier. I get it. The system works a lot better. Mm. It's a lot to have so many people going from A to B to here. It's just weird. Like one airline will fly to certain airports. Like they've got their hubs, and then. There's major cities where you go from here to there, where in Oz it's like, yep, you want to go here to there? There's only four airlines. Pick one of them. They all go there. Like, yeah. It's 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 just a lot simpler, but like I said, less people, like all that shit. So, yeah, you got to deal with it. Like, I'm, it sounds like you're complaining, but it's just funny. Every week I travel, I'm like, all right, here we go. What's going to happen this time? Yeah. Am I going to sleep in Dallas tonight or am I going to make it to my hotel in the, on the East Coast? Like, mm. I've gone, I've flown from... Um, like by the time I left Marietta and got to the hotel on the East Coast, I could have been at my house in Melbourne quicker sometimes. Yeah. Like three flight delays, all that stuff. And you just get to the hotel and you go, oh, sweet, whatever. Like go to open the mini bar and there's nothing in there. Yeah. But you're like, shit, that took like 18, 20 hours to get to the East Coast of America when it's, you know, 15 hour flight back to Melbourne. Literally. And you could have been on the couch. So. Right. But that's the joys of it. You take the good with the bad. So I don't want to sound like I'm bitching. It's just, you now I just laugh at it like, sweet, this happened, that happened. Your bag got lost. You're going here, you're going there. But that's just part of traveling. That's just part of your work, like sitting in traffic or anything. Yeah. So it is what it is. And I like, shit, it's been 16 years since I've been living out of a suitcase, basically. But I'm still, still going to do it. still yeah. love it. Sometimes I get a bit grumpy, but yeah. When you fly, I've never seen it. When your flight gets cancelled for no reason or some shit, and then like the the line to get your hotel voucher is about six hundred feet long, it's like oh. it's dude. I, every time I go in LAX, I just like if I don't go in there absolutely ripped, I just fucking hate it. Yeah, it's like well, when you I fly a lot, you like you obviously get your status, so you get to check in in the short line and yeah. you get to go. I'm like. 
when you that's don't have that, way. when the you, when you've been traveling for everyone, they're like, oh, Roto, like Rockstar, where you don't want to line up with everyone. I'm like, yeah, you might be doing this once every six months. Like, yeah. If you do it every every weekend, it's like, shit, that's what you pay for. It's called a loyalty program. You pay, spend money with an airline, you get a, you know, you get a kickback. I need yeah, some benefits here. That's got to be nice. I've no, I've, yeah. I get I get dog shit every time I fly. Literally, out. when you stand in the the TSA line, they're like, "Oh, if you don't want to stay online, you can sign up over at the clear machine." This and that. I'm like, by the time I fucking sign up for that, I'll already be through security. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm good. I got the pre-check thing years ago. It was the best thing. Pre-check's good. It's yeah. Yeah. Take leave your laptop in, no shoes off, and the lines are way short. But yeah, and they yeah, don't put you through nicer. the body scanner. It's just the so as oh, long no, as they, you don't have anything metal on you, you can take whatever they you can want. They still mm. put you through that. But you don't. Have to take I don't think shit there's out, metal but. and weed. No, oh, dude, I've <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I've pretty much like I'm I've knocked on wood. I, I hate to like behind s- you. I hate to That's say this thing. and then just fucking go on the next I've flight got, and get I got fucked. There, I, got wood. <laughs> I hope you don't right now. You're in the middle of skiing. Yeah, uh, driving the skids too. Put, no, put your hand back. I'm at the point now where I just I don't even trip on it. I fucking. I mean, international is a little different. I wouldn't oh, try. Yeah. I don't think I yeah. would try international. I might keister it if I'm going to do that. Yeah, I don't know if I would try that, but I mean, yeah, yeah I don't. I fly. I've flown some weird places with weed and back from there with weed. And I yeah, haven't, yeah, I haven't here we had are. any hiccups. Yeah, here yeah, I in am. Australia, that's not, not really a thing. So it's just, no, it's super fucking. Like, it's, it's you'll just, get fucked there. T- for yeah, weed. Just, any, just like weed in general, it's not even a fucking thing in australia you right. do weed bro you play video games and get an annoying do a lot of people Friday night. that's it do a lot of people smoke weed there no fuck all like there's the little secluded group when you're in high school that they smoke weed and do their own thing and that's no it. shit just like anyone that has a job or responsibilities or anything doesn't smoke weed so i was just blown away when i came here like every second dude's just ripping it yeah that's me every day wake and bake that's yeah that's me i'm like oh he's a big wake and baker yeah he'll be up for an hour and i wake up and he's already fucking baked but I've already had a lot of work done. True, and I'm I'm a per- I mean, it's weird. I, I can honestly say I'm a productive. You're a functional stoner. Yeah, 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 a functional junkie. Yeah, I came here when I was yeah. like 21 or 22, and everyone was just like smoking weed and everything flat out. And like, oh, you want some? Like, Let me nah. try that. And they're shit. like, what? You don't do don't do that shit. And I'm like, no, I've had ecstasy, but I'm not going to smoke weed. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm like, I grew up in Australia, motherfucker. Like, yeah. We take real drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit ain't gonna, that shit ain't going to do nothing to me. Like just smells. Get out of here. So speaking of that, um, I would say you're probably the king of shoeies, and yep. I, cue, I cue, cue the cameraman, bring us the shoe, please. I brought that up on the way here. Should we take Heshboy shoe? Heshboy didn't even know what the fuck a shoey was. Well, I had to explain it to him. Well, he's fired. What? What? I, I need the drink bottle here, too, mate. I got water for oh, you. No. What? Um. What would you? So what exactly oh, is? On, on. What exactly is a shoey? Because Heshboy didn't even know. A shoey is where you put your drink. In your put shoe. your drink in your shoe and then you scull it out of it. Hold on, so hold this on. is for them. Oh, fuck! I'm, I'm actually... leaking. Oh, they're the vented version. <laughs> oh wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, I just missed this, dude. I just fucking fucked the whole thing up. It's okay. We'll come back. Shoey live on air. Right, I'll do another one. Yeah. Oh, let's go. There we, we go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. First shoey on air. So anyway. But the, fuck that shit. The fucked up thing is, like, the mad hooies, they're a bunch of fishermen and surfers from Oz, like, live on the Gold Coast, mates with Mick Fanning and Joel Parkinson, all the mad dog surfers. They invented the shoeing, and they're mates with Daniel Ricciardo, but Daniel Ricciardo did it on TV at the Formula One. Sickest thing in the world. So they're like, Ritter is now a fan of F1 and Daniel Ricciardo. For, Formula yes. One trademarked the name fucking shoey, and, like, 
No way. Yeah, they did. Way. They, tra- they trademarked Shuey, and then everyone's like, oh, Daniel Ricciardo invented it. I'm like, no, he <laughs> didn't. Like, he's did he fu- invent he, Australia? He's cool <laughs> as fuck for doing it, and he knows yeah. how many like, parties. Daniel's him, but, sick, dude. But like everyone like was just doing it after that here and there, and it's like, yeah, that's where it came from. But I don't know. Shuey's a Shuey. Some I, people look at it and go, oh, they get mouth tinnier, but I'm like, fuck, whatever. I think they're pretty sick. I but think they're shit awesome. in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we uh, we got to witness uh, a pretty legendary Shuey at Rob's birthday party a week or so ago. I was pretty pumped on that. There's no actual footage. If anyone's got it, can I they think Ritter's got one. No, I, I do, he, but he, we he, do. Fu- he fucking missed it. Yeah, oh. we're not we're not super stoked on the angle. Oh, he's coming up short. Yeah, he, I was. I can admit I wasn't stoked on the angle. It was perfect. Like he he basically got called out. To do I was it like in yelling front of at Matt and he'd already done one, and then he's like, right. You fucking do it. And I just put one on Toss me your fucking shoe. On cue, he flips his fucking wait, shoe wait. up Catches from his foot. I, I started with one foot, put it on the heel of the other one so it would just loosen up. Uh, but you have to have it loose enough so when you flip your up. foot, it doesn't fly straight out. So you or, were prepared for it? No, no, no. As soon as you said do a shoey, I stood on the on the heel of my other foot, and pop, just popped it half demand. off, then flicked it, and it did a perfect flip, landed in my hand, and I pulled my drink in it and sculled it with That was badass. It would have been funny though I, I, if it went thirty feet forward into the crowd and hit someone in the no, face. No, I don't. I mean, I, that would be funny, but it couldn't have gone any better. I was like, ten no. minutes later, I tried to do it again. And, like the thing speared off and probably hit a kid or something. like See, that. you haven't ran out of talent yet. You still got it. Like, yeah, there's I, potential. I, I see. Perform it. under pressure, but yeah, that was. I, I mean, think that had a lot to do with it because there was. That that was big pressure. There, there was, was there was two hundred people standing there watching. And when you're the dude calling someone out to do a shoey, yeah, you better they, back they up they the fuck up. You out, everyone just looks at you, and you're like, "Mike, fucking right." Like, what do you got? And one of the best things about that whole thing was uh, Jeremy's wife Susie in the background, oh, her I, face when you flip your shoe off your foot. Like I was like caught it and was pouring the drink in. I didn't even now when I watch the footage. I'm like, "Fuck, that was pretty sick." Like, yeah, that's better than a cliffhanger <laughs> flip back in the day. Like, yeah, <laughs> I like the cliff humper. Well, I'll plug in my clip that I have. And it, yeah, it does that in there. And if anyone actually has it from a different angle, please send it to me because I'd like to promote it as like my latest trick that's cool that I've done. Because yeah. it's been a while since I've done a good trick. So it was definitely tour water in the shoe too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've uh, I've I have gotten pretty into F1 lately, which I'm only bringing that up because I know that you are an F1 fan. I do have to ask. I, I kind of like it, but there's Formula One and there's Formula One point five. If you don't have the fucking money, you can't race at the front. So yeah, it's not. I like MotoGP more because it seems like a fairly level playing field. Mm. Where Formula One, it's right. like some dude rocks up in a fucking old Chevy thirty five hundred shit box like mine, and then the other dude's got the fully optional Sprinter. And it's like, all right, let's yeah. go race. Just, it doesn't make sense, but anyway, it's it is what it is. Cool I think there's a lot of super fucking sick things about it, but then there's obviously like politics, money. I like, yeah. the, I like the stroll program, just buy the pink Mercedes. Yeah, <laughs> got enough money. Doing Ritter's not there yet. He, no. I think that's season three. Yeah, I'm I'm about halfway through season three. I'll come, I'll come watch it with you. I do a couple of shoeies. Yeah, there you go. Let's do it. I've been wanting to come over and hop on the old fucking... Uh, oh, the simulator? Yeah, that, I need to do uh, that. Things gnarly, like I bought it, like, oh, fuck, this is going to be fun. He's never played it's, one. Mm-mm. It's not really a toy. Like, it's no. actually a tool. You have to like, sit in there and, like, it's not like going to fucking the arcade and you play the... Well, no, no. like, the, the feeling that, you get is real. Like, the reaction of the car and stuff, like, the vibration, yeah. like, it's realistic. Yeah, like, as it moves, it's the hard. steering wheel, it'll, it'll... Like, if you want to drive it for a bunch of hours with your friends and that, you turn the force feedback back so the wheel doesn't fight you that much. But right. if you want a full experience of, yeah. like, 20 hard laps, then the, the steering wheel, like, wants to rip it's out your hands really. half the time. But, if, like I said, if you want to do it over a few hours and just have fun, right. you, you turn all that down, but... 
the brake pedal, all that shit is like, you can set it up where there's high tire pressures, low tire pressures, right. worn this, suspension, that, and the car reacts pretty much like it would in a real thing. So you're not really just going there having fun and, you know, doing whatever. You're like, how does this happen? Like track temperature's colder. Right. You start to learn. Because like with dirt bikes, when you ride, like, it's funny when you do car stuff or go-karts or anything, like you qualify, you practice, and everything just stays within a second. Like you can't, it's as hard as you try or whatnot, you might make up a tenth here, a right. tenth there. Like you see, yeah, there's like, no leeway for yeah, um, in motocross, like Tomac, when he's halfway through the motor and just goes, right, fuck it, I'm just going to send it and just hold this thing wide with his full waffle grips. He'll like make <laughs> up three seconds a lap, like just like that. Right. Yeah. Just by risking it for the biscuit because you can just hold it on. Like you, you can move around the biking, adjust everything, and just like, put in as much effort as you want. Where cars, it's like, right. Fuck, I'll make a tenth here, I'll tenth there, just be whatever. And you actually like, oh, you'll feel the car through your ass. That sounds real fucking gay. But like, you, <laughs> your, your bum in the seat is... No, as, you can. As, as the car skips around, you kind of get a feel of, is the track cold? Is the mm. tire moving like this? Is the tire hot enough and all that? And like, that's something you, you don't learn unless you do like karting for years, karting yeah, for years. Like, it's right. such an intense thing. And you have to have so much more feeling through your hands and, and just your ass. That's weird again. But like, from what the... <laughs> I mean, I know, you, I know you feel a lot of things in your ass, so you know what to look for. I just said hands and ass in the same thing. They've both been in the same spot at one point. But yeah, um, like you, you <laughs> learn how to do that. And like dirt bike suspension, whatever, you can like either muscle it if it's not set up right and you can make that happen. But if the, the car's not set up right or whatever, you have to adapt to colder temperatures tire wear anything like that and it's so minute with what you can adjust physically to to get it done and you might make up like half a second mm. if you do everything perfect right. so that yeah i think that's it's gnarly that it's so such a minute thing that that you have to do where i'm not saying it's easier on a dirt bike but if you want to risk it and like hold it on and really you can find crack, it yeah. yeah yeah or if you you're tired or you still got energy it can it like fluctuate like the race lines always change in, in a car race like unless someone drops oil on the track like it's yeah just, it's right. the same line for the next 60 years when there's a race track. no one's <laughs> right fucking, no That's one's true. going outside to inside no one's squaring you off like right i mean unless you're hamilton and verstappen oh they had a bit of a bust up <laughs> you make a new line what do you think about that i mean if if they were both going for it. Neither one of them wanted to back down. They already had three close moments. And when they got mm -hmm. to there, if Verstappen, if Hamilton didn't hit Verstappen, he probably would have run wide anyway. Like, he yeah. was coming in hot. He couldn't stop and he, make the corner normal anyways. Well, when he did that to Leclerc a few laps later, it wasn't anywhere near as bad, and Leclerc ran Same wide. Same corner. So, if Hamilton backed off and didn't hit him, he still would have fucking run Passed off the him. track. So, right. But he probably would have, I don't know, maybe he wouldn't. But yeah, when they broke, I just it was like two hard-headed races. Like I'm not going to back off. And, and but they do but, that every weekend. They like Hamilton knows exactly what Verstappen's going to do. I think he knows he's not I backing down. I think he down. was fair enough up that he thought I've got it. He could probably see me over his shoulder because that's the thing in a race car when you Fuck. got a Hans and and the five point harness and that you can't see a fucking Fuck thing. No. You jump a dirt bike, you're like sweet right. old mates behind right. me. Everything like when you're in a car, right. you're like. You yeah, get like 10 degrees each way. You, yeah. and those mirrors, you have your peripherals. And yeah, that's and then you've got your it. fucking mirrors that are this big on the side. So he might have glanced when he would duck right. one way. So late. when Hamilton was up the inside. Because he did duck down, and you see him like hesitate a little he, bit and go back. He weaved to the middle thing, and Hamilton was going to take that and go to the left. But yeah. then he went to the right and just pinched between him and the wall. And he was a fair way up there, and then neither of them wanted to give. So whether Verstappen could see him or not, he just... His sensors told him that he was up the inside, and he's like, he'll back off. Right. So he turned in at warp speed. Hamilton was coming in hot as well because he thought he had it, had it, you know, enough room where he was going to back off. Neither yeah. of them did. They hit. 
And then everyone's like, oh, Hamilton missed the apex. But he didn't really miss it until after the contact. So Right. Yeah. And even if he if they didn't collide, Verstappen was going to run off the track anyway. Like yeah. he, he wouldn't even had four wheels on the ripple strip. He would have been. A it was a shitty yeah. situation. His, his car would have been completely outside the track. So it's right. 50-50. It sucks that he crashed, and that, that's the way it went down. But they're two hard-headed racers that are absolutely fucking going for it, and no 100%. one gave in. And if you don't have that racing, it's not fucking entertaining. Like, yeah, no, it's not. It's not. So I mean, I get it. If someone just dive bombs and does something fucking stupid, you're like, nah, mate pack it up like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you're not right. allowed to pass people it's easier to hate on yeah if you're not allowed to pass yeah people, it's easier to blame co- somebody yeah if you're not allowed to pass people make a bit of contact then what the fuck are you doing out there like right. playing follow the leader so yeah yeah well i apologize to everybody that uh doesn't watch f1 or give a fuck about it because that whole you can, just put, you can is... just put like a 45 second clip of the first lap when they were just going hell for leather and they were yeah. basically block past everyone but you can't right. make contact in an open wheel car but anyway it ended up in a bit of a bust up and uh yeah that's uh next topic i think uh i think ritter was going there earlier but do you have a personal relationship with uh ricardo no, nah, I don't think I've ever met him. No, but I, I know his mates with the Hooey, so with invented the Shoey, so okay. he must be. I wasn't good, sure. He, he I mean, must be a good cunt. I mean, top Australian athletes, I feel like they know each other. I think yeah, Rob I'm, probably I'm, knows. I'm like, it. I'm Rob's probably Rob's friends. Rob's Red Bull, he'd know him for sure. I'm low for tier, sure. like I'm, I'm like, I'm D list. Well, in don't Australia. don't discredit Monster. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, just I'm talking about like sports people in Australia. I'm, I'm a D lister, so I haven't met Danny Rick yet. You a D rider? I'd, I'd me. I'd probably do a shoey if he if D I for met him. dick. D for dick. <laughs> D for dildo. Oi, how you going? D for shoey. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, fuck, we've been sitting here for quite a while. These, yeah, I think uh, we're like hour 20. Is J.O. still awake? I don't know. <laughs> Oi, yeah, J.O. J.O.'s in the back. Should we bring J.O. on and fucking show his face a little bit he he's had i don't quite, know all the girls might what, get a little hot and bothered we might have oh, to yeah. we might have to make a bit of room because he didn't fit in the fucking he mri machine he didn't the other fit day. in the mri machine yeah he's <laughs> fucking jacked ass he's built like a brick supermarket he's madder than a cut snake jo has had some uh some gnarly arm work going on the last few fucking the last few days he, he started uh, doing curls on one side hasn't even been able to fly home to australia due to uh what, what was dr g thinking it might have been he just like they thought it was compartment syndrome because the swelling. It was literally it was about a hundred psi, and his in his forearm and bicep was about to explode. And the hospital didn't tell him fucking shit. So he went to Doctor G, and he was meant to fly it the next day. And G's like, "Do not get on the plane. That thing will explode or cut off the circulation." So he had to change that. There goes a seven thousand dollar return ticket. But fucking so a. then we go to get an MRI, and my shoulder's still fucked from my crash the other day when I ran out of talent. So I went in first, got it, and then he went to go in, and he couldn't fit in the machine because his <laughs> shoulders are too buff. <laughs> and he paid up front six hundred bucks because he's got international insurance. Paid six hundred bucks for the MRIs, and then when he didn't fit, he come back out, and he's like, "Oh, so can I get some money back?" And I'm like, "Nah, you booked an MRI. We're charging you six hundred. He's like, "You didn't even fucking Fuck. get your camera out. You didn't even take an image. What the fuck's going on here?" I think if we, uh, I think it's probably worth bringing him over and showing his face just to. Uh, pos- it's it's I like it, but should I should I let him jump in for a sec? Yeah, let him jump in. Yeah, I right. think uh, I think it could help our um, our our viewers in the sense of uh, possibly gaining some females because I mean, he's a stud. <laughs> this is the first time we've done this. We've never actually just switched out and brought somebody else on. The, but we've the got old switcheroo. Jo's done that before. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got Jo straight out of fucking Australia. A uh, little bit past due, fucked yourself up during X Games a little bit. What uh, What's your situation now? How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling not too bad. Um, I was in a lot of pain a couple of days ago, but we've kind of sorted it out a little bit now. So, unfortunately, um, yeah, the, the trip over here didn't go as planned, but 
Um, Short changed on practice. He did all yeah. the prep, all the practice at home. Like I said, did double flips at his place. Went to Jacko's different ramp to get as well prepared as he could. Yeah. Gets the X game and like just hit that. No idea what the ramp was. Different gap. Just in the afternoon, the night before the contest, do it and had a crash there. That dinged him up and like he wasn't feeling it for the next day, but he still had to send it. So. Yeah. And your arm was about about to explode. Yeah, my arm was about three times the size, and then I dislocated my shoulder as well. So. Pretty much, um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much made things very hard, but we still kind of had a crack. It's yeah. it's like you two different sides of the table. Like he, if he landed it still, he would have competed, done what not. But he's still got an, as much recognition, and the people that really know about the sport and everything, they realise that it wasn't the best situation, and, and he did everything he could, and, and he was committed, and it didn't work out because he crashed. But he's going to be back next year. He'll be yeah. back at X Games. Like he was so bummed after when he crashed. He was so like disappointed in himself. I'm like, look, man, is this you got dealt a shitty card like you got no practice yep. you crash but you're it like you'll be back next year they know that you're practicing hard and you know you can do these tricks and they well, the people close know that you didn't have the right practice and time right. to, to actually compete properly well there's not many dudes that uh there's still not many dudes that are double flipping that yeah there's probably like maybe 10 ever that have ever landed it and there's, right there's fuck all people that do it consistently but, and I mean, jay is one of them and he's working on a triple flip right now right so what uh or can you say oh, anything on that? Is I that really something say, coming soon? I can't say too much about it. But Mute his mic. Mute his mic. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's coming soon. So we've been we've been training for like a year and a half. So it's uh, a lot of hard work's gone into it, but it's gonna be sick. So fuck yeah. In the next couple of months. Fuck yeah. But even when Levi Sherwood was kind of like fiddling around with that stuff, and he was messing around with triples and that, and then he went back to double. He was like, shit, I'm having trouble double flipping. I keep over-rotating, messing that up. No I've shit. I've kind of adjusted yeah. to spinning this fast and set my bike up. So it will spin almost fast enough to do a triple. But now I want to go do a double. Like, oh, When you start playing with triples, do you fucking any point get lost? Like you've oh, got to be in the air for so long. Definitely get lost. You kind of, I mean, each time you do it, you become a little bit more familiar. But yep. It's situational in a way. Yeah, but then going from, like Bilko said, the triple back to the double, it kind of puts everything out. Yeah. And you give it way too much of a pull. And you kind of got to re-teach yourself how to do a double. No shit. Which is which is a funny feeling. You almost would have been better with a stock swing arm at X Games. Just yeah. randomly put it on and double flip like you would with that short swing arm. And it arm wouldn't have flicked you, so much. I probably, yeah, I probably could have done that. But he yeah. literally, just no time. He literally right. did the double in the best trick when it was to dirt. And he opened up, like, you spread your body weight out so it's lower center of gravity. That spins a bit slower because, you know, he over-rotated the day before. He opened up a bit and still over-rotated the double. <laughs> yeah. but, like, back in the day when, like, Travis and Cam Sinclair used to do them, like, they just lead the ramp and it was just... So like, fucking heavy. It's like, am I going to make it? If I land fucking... If my back wheel hits the ground before my front wheel does, like, that's... I must have fucking done something weird because I actually rotated fast enough because the rest of the time they were just, just making it. Yeah. Then fast forward, like Levi and that shorten the wheelbase center of gravity lowered all that like done all that stuff to make the bike actually spin faster but for a long time there it was like alright here we fucking go fucking hectic I'm just, look, I'm just looking up at the top of my helmet and hopefully I see dirt before my wheels touch dude but, but yeah like he knew how to spin them faster spin them how to, how to spin them slower but yeah like I said, if you don't do that setup long enough yeah. and then if you're working on a triple in the meantime and it's spinning <laughs> that quick and you're like all right, go back to that and then double. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's all us about. So it was, it's it's tough. It's hard, and it's not an easy thing to go from one to the other, and then especially with no preparation or practice. Yeah. So what um what is your Instagram name so that people can find you and 
Yeah, so keep just, up with this just shit. At J O Archer. At J O Archer. That's Beautiful. Good. Cloud nine paint. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, we are going to get the fuck out of here. I have to piss super bad, and I'm ready for a bong rip. So thank you all for tuning in. I'll probably pass on that, and I'll just do a shooey. Well, you fucking heard it there, boys. Hesh boy, we are out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Thank you, Ryan Ritter and uh, Dylan Merry Go Round Man for having us. I had a great time at the Media Pub. You're welcome. Enjoy. State of I'm out of fucking here. (laughs) Thank you, boys. We are out. Peace. Yeah, doggy. That actually worked out perfect. Him just jump in at the end.